What is going on? This is episode three of the Gino Spirito podcast. You know, it's your host, Gino Spirito. I am very excited for today because we got the boys with me. What are you laughing at? What are you laughing at? I'm just hype. I'm hype. I got the boys with me. I got the gang. We're about to talk about our favorite albums of 2020. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves really quick. Whoever wants to start, go ahead. It's Big Cade. I'm, I'm hyped to be here. Yes, sir. <laughs> Great intro, Cade. Uh, my name is Eli, and also hyped to be here. My name is Dallas, a.k.a. DJ Let's Play, and I'm very excited, very proud of my boy Gino for his contribution to the music world and to, um, you know, social media, that everything yeah, that he yeah. does. Today was, or this year was not the greatest year, but it was a great year for music, I would think. Okay, so yeah, we got so. we yeah. got a lot to talk about, I feel. Yes. Gabe, what do you think about 2020? Do you think it was a good year for music? I, th- I think there could have been better, okay? Um, okay, there could have been, because there were a lot of big artists that Who really... passed away, dead ass. Let's, let's be real, yeah. Ooh, See, see I forgot about that. Music is, is affected by that and by the conditions right now type deal. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't the best it could be, no. But there were still some hits, definitely, no doubt. Yes, I, I definitely agree. I feel like I've talked about it on these podcasts before. Um, I feel like 2021, we're going to see a lot of like big artists that we've been wanting release. I really feel that. But I feel like in 2020, it gave a lot of these new upcoming artists an opportunity to like shine and kind right. of just like, okay, like the big artists didn't really drop this year. So like let's focus on these other artists. And I feel like it allowed, I mean, it, I know for sure us four to kind of like um, – find new artists and now that we're bumping like on a consistent basis definitely mm-hmm. all right yeah i would say i would say in my list um like some of my favorite artists are definitely not on the list because they just didn't drop this year or they're mm-hmm. waiting until 2021 to drop true. a lot of big name artists are doing that so true, true. most of the ones on my list or about half of them i would say mm-hmm. are are relatively smaller artists in comparison to like you know travis scott and all the um, yeah but that's kind of what we want though right because yes. i mean yeah. drake was always being roasted for dropping every year and i got tired of it too to be honest I was like oh yeah summer's here and the summer drake's here like we know we know you yeah. did it with fuse you did the exact same thing with um more life and then scorpion was just like mm-hmm. i'm glad that he took his time and from some of the greats that didn't drop this year yeah i'm glad they took their time um i think gino knows how i feel about artists that take too much time <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. but no I, I definitely i definitely agree i think um 2021 has the opportunity to be a very very good year for music but i feel like you know it's finally that time to we can fully reflect on 2020 we can fully like review it as a year musically and kind of just see like you know what our favorite what our favorite albums what our favorite songs were from this year and i'm really excited to dive in with the boys i just saw this question i mean i saw this on twitter and i kind of wanted to ask them because i try these three people i trust the most with their music opinion i'd say okay so this guy said pick one album keep and the rest are gone forever and i felt like there was two clear choices that could be chosen and the other two i don't even know why they were on the list and I wanted to get their opinions. So these four albums that we had to pick between was 2014 Forest Hills Drive, ASAP Rockies at Long Blast ASAP, mm. and then we got Young Thugs Jeffrey, and then you got The Life of Pablo. I'm gonna go ahead and start with Cade. Which album do you think oh. you you have to pick? This album and the rest you can ne- they're gone. They they would never release. What, what was the second one? One more time. Uh, ASAP's uh, at Long Blast ASAP. So the one with like LSD, mm. Fine Wine. 
Don't you dare. Don't you dare. It's going to have to be it's going to have to be ASAP Rocky. Okay. Because yeah. his music, uh, some some songs on the album, I still play to this day. And Life of Pablo was was pretty good too. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I, I still play songs from that as well. But yeah, I feel like the second album, uh, also people just find more enjoyable. ASAP Rocky. That, that's a big one. So there I'll you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I love that. Right. For me, it's got to be Forest Hills. I don't know. That's just like a whole ass masterpiece in my opinion. It's one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time so and i definitely listened to the fuck out of it when i first started getting into hip-hop and uh yeah there's just a whole lot of songs on there that are just super relatable so uh, that that's it i mean it's really hard to go against asap rocky but (laughs) especially with songs like yeah the songs that is tough but i'm gonna have to go with forest hills drive as well um i was just bumping that vinyl yesterday I mean, you could walk into any party, play Wet Dreams, every head in the place is going to be singing their fucking heart out, so. <laughs> That's a fact. That's, I mean, I, I love ASAP, to, to be honest, I like testing better than, I, I what, what is it called? 2014 Force of the no, 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 Oh, oh, at long last. At long last, I think, yeah. yeah. I think testing's a little better. So. I, I'll, I'll definitely, no, the, the two albums by far were definitely 2014 and ASAP, I felt like. I wanted that list to be a little more like beefy. I wanted that there to maybe mm. be like, um, you know, like a good kid, Mad City replacing, and it's yeah, like you really please. gotta like think about it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think personally, me, I would have to go with ASAP as well. I think that album, I've bumped, I've arguably bumped that album more than 2014 Force Hills Drive. I think 2014 Force Hills mm-hmm. Drive is a masterpiece, but I think. Um, I don't know. I just, I really, maybe, you know, if you ask me in a week, I'll say 2014 Forest Hills Drive, but at the moment, I'm going to say this one. Mm-hmm. And then. Great answers. All right. This one, though, there's another one, mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to read the, the ones off this list. We got Blondes. <laughs> it's <laughs> Blonde. <laughs> we got Blondes. We got Birds by Travis. You got The Life of Pablo again. Mm. <laughs> and then you got Testing by ASAP. Okay. Oh. So those are the four. Okay. To recap, you have Blonde by Frank, Birds in the Trap by Travis, The Life of Pablo by Kanye, and Testing by ASAP Rocky. This was the other one. I felt like this was a little bit more, so I wanted to do this one second. I'm going to start with Kate again. See, I feel like I should have said Life of Pablo before because I like Testing more than uh, Long Last ASAP. Uh-huh. And I, I almost picked it. So I, I'm, I'm going to pick Life of Pablo this time. But still, I like testing better than Long Last ASAP, so yeah. I guess I should have said it last time. I see, I get you. But yeah. the production on Life of Pablo no. goes absolutely crazy, absolutely insane. It's, it's some of my favorite productions, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I, I like undermine, or like I just kind of forget how hard Life of Pablo goes. Yeah. Like I'm just like, oh, Kanye West, let me put on Graduation. Yeah. I love 808s and Heartbreak, uh-huh. but then I put on... Fuck, like the life of Pablo, and I'm just like, wow, like, this, this shit still goes. This yeah. shit goes to, to this it's day. not, it's not old Kanye for sure. That's what I hear a lot of people say. But bro, some some of those songs he produces really crazy. The, <laughs> fact, the fact he did it is just even crazier to mm-hmm. me. So yeah, shout out to Kanye. Couldn't say it better, boys. Okay, yes sir. I'm See glad. for me, those are just four really really good albums. So it's just <laughs> ridiculous to try and choose. Because but, those three are like gone. Like you can only you keep one. Oh, like, see, that's the thing. They're gone yes, too. Like oh they're no. Gone. Like you can no. Never, yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> see, okay. That was but, the question was on Twitter. We can do either one, but that was I was like, damn, man. I don't know. I'm supposed to pick right now. I'm saying. I'm saying. <laughs> see, I think I gotta pick 
Birds, though, for me, okay. because that is the very first hip-hop album that I listened to start to finish when it dropped, and it was really what kind of, like, got me into hip-hop, I would think, okay. and okay. I just, yeah, it was a whole, like, era of my life was listening to that album and like in high school and shit and yes. just going to high school parties and you would hear goosebumps and it was just it would hit every time and everybody, <laughs> everybody knew all the words and like it was like just as big as the one uh on sicko or yeah just as big as sicko mode but it never got played out because yeah. <laughs> it's just it's mm. just a hit every time <laughs> but yeah those other albums are absolutely insane blonde and testing are both like ridiculously good albums and they're enticing to pick but mm-hmm. i gotta gotta yeah. go birds damn if i could only listen to one for the rest of my life it would have to be testing because testing has i feel the most variety i i know that the life of pablo has variety as well mm-hmm. but i feel like the turn up songs weren't as hard as they were on it's testing you know, it's it not praise packed. the lord yeah whatsoever i'd rather bump that and um yeah, it's got some mellow shit too. Purity, the last two tracks, um, 143rd, love that song. <laughs> Kids turned out fine. Yeah. Um, it really just seems like he was open to a lot of new musical ideas and a yeah. lot of concepts. Mm-hmm. And you can see those that in his music videos as well. He he was on some deeper level of thinking. And Call yes. Drops, he literally got someone who was imprisoned on the song. That's that's crazy. Bro. Yeah, I love that song too. Was it Kodak? Yeah, yeah. Kodak. Yeah. It was Kodak. Song, yeah. yeah, on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's obviously, well, a lot of people who know me know that I'm a big Frank Ocean fan. Um, I put a lot of people on to Frank Ocean, and so immediately I thought Blonde, y'all heard me say Blonde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if I gotta bump one for the rest of my life, I gotta have something to get me through the day, you know? Blonde was big for me because it was such an like, introspective nighttime album, so... Um, I, I like it in that setting, but that's not going to get me through all of my days. Exactly. And testing has a couple of those tracks. He has one with Frank. Yeah. You know, so I get all that. Uh, I think it's kind of funny. Like I was thinking about it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Blonde, and we literally all chose a different album. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not scripted or anything. Like that was like a legit. I think. Yeah, I. All of you guys, I agreed with every point that you guys said. Like, just every, you know yeah. what I mean? Each of these albums are unique in its own way, but. What Frank Ocean did on Blonde, I think that was one. I think I've list. I love listening to albums start to finish, regardless of you know who it is, who, who the artist is. It's like the best way to sonically listen to something, in my personal opinion. But Blonde was that first project where I listened to it from start to finish, and I felt like a completely like new person, like coming yes. out of it, and I was just like, wow, like this man, like he discovered something, and I need to listen to this again because I needed this. I need to also find out what he's trying to like tell me. I felt like there was just so so many deeper meanings, but at the same time, you guys made so many good points. Like birds, I remember the first time I listened to birds in high school, and that was just like, I don't know. If you list, if you knew what birds was, you could get through like most high school parties. I feel like mm-hmm. you <laughs> was at every party way back, like yeah, through, totally. through the late yeah, night, yeah. pick up the phone. Like that was your just that reminds me of Vista High School. That reminds me of junior senior year, like mm-hmm. in the basketball, yeah, just, like, basketball just basketball too. In general, yeah, but, yeah, mm-hmm. I, and then. You got testing, like the amount of times me and Dallas have watched those music videos are ridiculous. Like Every, that man was. Us, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yes. It's just, it's, it's really, I don't know. Testing is great. I think Rocky was, what he the the concept was really was really cool. And it, and then you have the life of Pablo. That reminds me of when me and Cade literally were at your house and we had to buy what was what's his music streaming. 
What is it? Title. Title. We had to. We're, me and Kay were like bugging out. Do you remember that? I don't, but I do remember having to get title for. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. Because so he was sense. on SNL bugging, and I'm like, oh, bro, that's okay, hilarious. he's about to, he's about to drop it, and okay. then I'm like, no, bro, I have to buy a title, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna buy it. Like, <laughs> I respect it. That's probably why I didn't hear it for a little bit. I yes. think maybe I didn't hear it or something like that, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was just kind of out of loop. Yeah. But yeah, that I I just I thought that was those were interesting uh, things on Twitter. I thought that'd be a great way to start the music yeah, conversation. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that's how that was. <laughs> yeah, I'm but we can let's let's get into this um, for uh, the I mean this isn't necessarily I mean I'd say it is our top you know albums of 2020 but this will just be more of an open open conversation you know just throwing an album out there we each trying to put our own input on it maybe we haven't listened to the album yet and yeah just it's gonna be more of an open conversation I'm really excited for this I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and give it to Cade okay let's go do, do I say my number one album or just whatever album you want to start with and then just like. Yeah, you know, kind of go into okay, it. Like okay. Why you know why is this the album that why is this an album that's memorable for you? For not in okay. any particular order of like one to ten or anything like that. Okay, not not only does he make very spammable music, as in you can listen to it every day type deal. It's it's music I really like. Okay, it, it hypes me up type deal. And this was the first album, second album of 2020 with zero skips. Okay. Mm. Savage Mode 2. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Okay. Very good pick. It, it goes absolutely insane. Metro did did great. There is seriously not one song on on the album I, I don't like. Sliding's probably my favorite. <laughs> yes. Um. But every song is so good. I can't even pick a second favorite. I, I love them all. I, I listen to the whole album every time I listen to it. So yeah, that's that's my best album in 2020. There you go. Yeah. You know, what's your thoughts on Savage Mode 2? See, I also put Savage Mode 2 on the list because, as Kate said, just every single song is a hit. There really is not a single skip. You also got Morgan Freeman narrating the whole album. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. Which, that just goes dumb and, like, just the creativity behind it. And Metro really put his time into every single song. And, like, Mm -hmm. a a couple of them transition into each other, like, from one song to the next. If you listen to it in order... And it's just like the attention to the detail in every song, I think. Yeah. It's kind of like a trap anthem, just like birds. You know? I agree. I, should, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's and for me, seeing Metro come out of retirement, I, I was losing my mind before it even dropped type deal. To hear that he produced the whole thing and he did such a good job. Wait, he retired? Or like yeah, he yeah, said he, that? Yeah, it? yeah, he wasn't producing for the longest time. And y'all know that streak he had in hip hop. He was going for three, four years producing almost every song in hip hop. Mm-hmm. He stopped for a little bit just because he said he wanted to make everything that he had made type deal. I guess he didn't feel right about 21 dropping an album that wasn't produced by him. It just wouldn't be right type deal. So he stepped wow. up and he he snapped. Bro. I didn't know that. And yeah, no, what anything else you want to add to that? Nah, that's that's it. I think you, you guys killed it. I yeah, love it. You know what I'm saying for sure. Savage Mode Two. You know what? One thing I will say is is that I, I might have said yeah he you know it's kind of one type of music the album, but he did some slower shit on the album. That is hitting crazy. It almost sounds like R and B. It's so good, and Metro produced it as well. Like mm-hmm. they, they also did such a good good job of evolving from what they made in the past. Sounds think. like he might have sampled some um, yeah. some old vinyls, maybe on um, R and S. Yeah, like R and B type deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they they evolved. They stepped up, you know, from the past selves, and I gotta give respect to that. For, yeah. Yeah. I think that album probably made me a Twenty One Savage fan. I was like kind of on the fence. Okay. Um, like he had made some hits, but. Uh, to me wasn't necessarily consistent or 
Yeah, but he he just leveled up on Savage Mode too. Like he really did. He yeah. gave me like variety, which I like hadn't really seen. Like I was kind of curious to see if he could really just spit on some real shit like he did on a, like um on a lot or like yeah, ball a without lot, you a lot is a good one yeah, yeah, ball yeah. uh ball without you is another good uh-huh. one that i've heard so he had songs like that so i knew he could do it but on this one like you said like they did the a, a whole variety on the album and yeah. it, it was really just a complete like project really thought through yeah. so i can't remember the name of the song it's like love scar or something like that let me, let me r.i.p love i think r.i.p love yeah. yeah that song is is different <laughs> yeah really different. yeah up a long time ago feelings it was a different type song yeah, i loved it yeah, yeah exactly it hits super hard yeah that's a highlight on the album yeah I, sure. I agree i i think that was a great start eli go ahead it's your it's the floor is yours see i i can say definitively that this is probably my number one album of 2020 okay. it's circles okay i can't put any of the other albums in any particular order but i just know this one's on top and yeah it's it just hit so hard. Like I just remember, I just remember when it first came out. I was listening to nothing but the album on repeat for a good couple weeks, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and yeah, I had never listened to a, another album that much. But it was just like he had really figured out like a lot of stuff in his own personal life, dealing mm-hmm. with like anxiety and depression and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and um, or it just seemed that way in his music, you know. And so I thought it was like, you know. It's unfortunate that that's the end to his career, but I thought it was very well done end to his career. Yeah. And um, yeah, like just so many of the songs that he just puts you on game, like just life game. Mm-hmm. And there were just like, yeah, every single song was a hit in my opinion too. There wasn't any skips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just a beautiful, great album, great uh, like extension of swimming as well. And mm-hmm. just fire. <laughs> it's just, it's just insanely good. <laughs> 100%. I think that um, Circle's simplicity really makes it very easy to, to understand and that any listener can sort of get what he was trying to get you. I, I think that he wanted people to just appreciate life, to um, realize that it is a circle. You're going to go through good and bad times, and that's always how it's going to be. So none of your peaks or valleys, you can't expect them to last because life is really just a circle. It's, it's beautiful. No, I, I love the way you said simplicity i feel like um if you ask me swimming is like my favorite my personally my favorite album of all time and i think circles for a while it wasn't as if i was hating on it i think i just i had to come to terms with the fact that mac like reached a level that like i had yet to reach and then when i did i think i got to appreciate circles a lot more and i think like you said the simplicity of just it's, you know what I mean? He's just like that older brother in your head. Like, mm-hmm. nah, I've already been through, like, all of this, like, BS that you're going through right now. And, like, I'm going to just tell you, like, there's no reason to trip about it. There's no reason to think about this. Like, why does it always have to be so complicated? Like, as he, as he yeah, says. Exactly, and, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just don't trip. Like, don't <laughs> hey, trip. <laughs> like, there's just. And then I think my, personally, my favorite song of 2020 came from this album with Woods. I felt like Woods. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hitter, it's a hitter. It's like, a very good the song. Most beautiful sounding yes. song of all time and it just reminds me of like pre-quarantine when i was going through a lot of stuff and like the way like i don't know that it just makes you feel a certain type of way everything's gonna be fine shout out to mac miller r.i.p forever yeah Kate, any, any closing thoughts on circles bruh i, I don't know it's like i said uh, his production is something that no one has ever done before like you tell me what genre of music that is you can't it's not really hip-hop it's not really mm. 
Yeah, he was on something completely different, and he got there all by himself. He he has been multiple personalities yes. from where he is today type deal. He, bro, he was so impressive on his last album. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah. I love it. And my, my personal favorite song off the album was actually Everybody, and that just brings it back to the simplicity because I think that's one of the, at least in his verse and, like, what he's saying, um, it's not very long. He's just, like, basically talking to you for, like, he has a couple of lines and stuff. And, um but I think every single line and everything that he says is extremely powerful in that song. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't waste any words at all. Yeah. And it's like, he's really just breaking down like his understanding or what his purpose of life was, like what his meaning of life was. And he just like lists off, like basically <laughs> yeah. it's music and his relationships and like that's it. And he um, says, everybody's got to live, everybody's got to die. Everybody's trying to have a good time. And like, that's why people gravitate towards certain people and like that's why you end up having the friends you do is just because you're just trying to have the best possible time you can in life and those people bring you the most happiness so you gravitate towards them and that's just like the only thing that matters yeah that was beautiful that's it yeah that's another thing he's not just nice at music he's smart he's telling you things that you don't think about that way yeah yeah things that he's coming up with Mm -hmm. really crazy yeah Mm -hmm. just think That was good. All right. See, I hate that I have to follow up circles with this because the name of the album that I'm going to be talking about is called Better. And I just simply can't say that this album is better than Circles. (laughs) 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 But Deontay Hitchcock might be better than 95% of the rappers in the game. And I'm going to say it just like that. Okay. Better was, I believe, his third studio um, album. And... Deontay Hitchcock, if you guys don't know much about him, he is, I heard him off of the 2018, um, the Dreamville album. Dreamville, yeah. Yep, yep. And he has a pretty good verse on there. I went and checked him out, and dude can spit like crazy. He has he has songs with B-switches in them, if, if you're the type of person that, that likes that. He has songs that cover a wide variety of topics, and his perspective on better is really just beautiful. It has a lot of stuff that reminded me of Circles. There's even a song where he has a conversation with God. Now it's not so serious. He even he talks about smoking a blunt with God. Okay. And he, he's taking it lightly, but what he says at the end is pretty cool. God replies, he's about to like leave Earth, and he's like, so like, like what are you gonna tell me before I go back? And he just says like, just be who you are. Like we don't judge. Um, we don't even judge fish that can fly or birds that can swim. So if you're different, like don't don't even trip about it. Like we're all Dang. just here to serve a purpose. What song was that? Um, let me see. It might even be. I think it's, ro- rolling, it up? it's rolling, yeah, up? It's rolling, rolling up. Yeah, it's rolling up. It's rolling up. Yeah. But um, and he has a lot of humor too. Like even that song with his conversation with God is humorous. So if if you enjoy someone who can rap with this perspective, that is um, intellectual. And kind of like not be too serious about it. I think you'd really like better. The production on it was great. Um, Eli, I know you've heard it. Gina, yeah, it. yeah. The deluxe, but it just went even harder. Like even on the full deluxe, there's maybe one skip. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and that that honestly is just like that's personal preference at that point. Like True. I definitely exactly. know there's a lot of people that mess with that song. It's just not for me, but. Um, he definitely brings a super cool perspective, and he can really spit and storytell, and 
he fit perfectly on the Dreamville album. Like, he just fits with that crowd great. And they, you know. Yeah, he had features from artists like J.I.D., yep. Black. Um, yeah. You got Miguel, I know. St. Dee Dee. Yeah, he had he had some smaller features too, but all of them all of them spit. Like all the smaller features he had on there still did their thing, and that's what I really liked as well. Um, there were some people that I had never heard that there were features on there, and yeah, I yeah, Guap Dad Four Thousand. I, I love that dude. Just want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely gonna be coming up uh, later in the list. Well, actually, no, he didn't drop this year, did he? No, he dropped an EP. Oh yeah, 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 he did. No, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I, I feel like. I got. I still have to listen to the deluxe. I feel like there's a little bit more features on there, but like sure. Eli was saying, I I really think he fits in perfect with that Dreamville crowd. He I definitely heard of him first from the Dream the Revenge of the Dreamers three, and I think my favorite song on here has got to be Angels. When I first heard this, I'm pretty sure Dallas or Eli showed it to me. It was, I this was the first song I had personally ever heard by the guy, like a full not just like you know feature, and I was like, dang, like this dude. Is definitely going to like be some like be somebody one day. Yeah. Like this, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of like young artists that can just spit like that right off. Like you know what I mean? I just I I really enjoyed that song and definitely put me on to the rest of the album. So yeah, great great yeah. choice. Any any other words, Jamie? I I don't know the album. I oh, won't I won't lie. That's fine. That's but fine. you know, shout out to him. What's his name? Deontay Hitchcock. Yeah, shout out to Hitchcock. Yep. Let's go. <laughs> um. So, I think. When I um, personally think about music in 2020, there are two albums. Though there actually are three albums now. Um, one I'll get into later that are at the top peak for me um, musically. And I think we already talked about one, which was Circles. And the next one has got to be After Hours by The Weeknd. I think um, this album dropped three or four days after we officially went on a stay-at-home order in California. And I was just like, well, I mean, the weekend dropped. Like, like that's got to be. I remember. I can't remember if it was my sister or my mom. And they're like, yeah, like you know, my mom was. I think it was actually it was my mom. She was talking about working from home because she has to like have this huge printer, and she was just complaining about it. I was like, well, I mean, you can listen to the weekend. I'm pretty sure it'll like, help you out. And, like, she she just gave me the blankest stare because she had just sold. She was talking about how she had just like helped the weekend find finish his uh, purchase of like that $20 million penthouse. She like did, does paperwork for like when you, when you like buy Damn. houses. So that, that went through her company and she Jeez. was talking about how much, how much paperwork that was and stuff. And I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> it's dropped. So like, you listen That's to hilarious. It. But, um, after hours, it's, he added the three songs with the deluxe and I felt like those songs should have easily, I think those songs easily made the cut and he did that on purpose because he knew it still sonically fits. I, you know, I think the, unfortunately, the, the two singles, Heartless and Blinding Lights, those songs, I don't I don't even want to say unfortunately, but those songs still, like, I can understand why, whoever told him to, for the, to make those songs as singles, I, that person deserves a raise. <laughs> like, they are still bumping. I'm pretty sure um, Heartless just re-entered the top 10 in the U.S., which is ridiculous. He has, like, the, it's the highest like running top 10 it's like 40 weeks now that's crazy no so, grammy nominations no though. grammy <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck Grammys. <laughs> no, but i think um yeah it was definitely the what's it called it was one of those nights where you're just up late doing homework during like that first couple weeks of quarantine you're like dang is this really like how life's gonna be and the weekend was that's what i'll always remember about this album especially it was just like allowing me to accept it helped me a lot with just 
you know, I'm not the perfect person, but like at the end of the day, like speaking honesty, speaking truth, that's that's the only thing that's gonna help you out in this life. Like there's no reason um, to sugarcoat a lot of stuff. And I feel like that's what this persona of this After Hours character is going through throughout the album. It's like, you know, like I'm alone again. And it's like, is it too late to actually tell you that like, I do like love you. And then like, you know, maybe you will, maybe like you're gonna break my heart again and I'm gonna be the hardest to love. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's mm -hmm. a lot of, it's, it's a lot of self-reflection on the album. It's a lot of just, you know, like being open and honest. And even if it's like really, really, it's like depressing or sad that's the only way like you're gonna be able to like fully um you know accept who you are and allow another person to truly love you and i feel like i got to, i personally got to fall in love to this album and i i love it so yeah, yeah. love that love that i do i do you love to hear it <laughs> <laughs> no that's a good pick you know that that album uh i purposefully left it off my list because i knew for a fact you were gonna put it as probably your number one and uh, I know I stole circles from you, so we're even. <laughs> but um, yeah, After Hours, the production was absolutely insane on every single song. Like Metro also produced that that album. I, I heard about that. Like yeah. he produced. I don't know how much of the album he did, but I think that's another thing that's very that I didn't. Talk I know. About. The, the production. Like yes, the and it doesn't even sound like Metro. Like, you would never know. It's yeah. That man just has so many levels. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, there really isn't any skips on the album. Like, just every single song. He's, like, you know, really speaking his truth on it. So it, it just really hit. And it was at a great time in the year, like you said. Like, so... I like what you said about honesty. I feel like honesty is something that can set people apart in the game, and that's what makes people's music so relatable. All of my favorite artists, I feel like you have a really deep look into their lives, and they're just willing to put it out there, and that's what makes us fall in love with them and makes us really relate to them and be able to like get through our days. When, um, so, yeah, I, I always appreciate honesty. I think Mac Miller is one of the most honest um, artists to ever come up so that was one thing i noticed from him and i i didn't really think that about that from this album i initially thought it sounded kind of like an extension of starboy but i liked how you said he's rapping or he's not rapping he's clearly singing <laughs> <laughs> he's singing from his own like honest perspective i, I think that's that's very true and th this is another album i, I didn't really no, listen to but yeah. okay yeah i was uh, just i was saying you could go but yeah Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I know that The weekend has his own sound, very specific to him, and he's very nice to sing, I know that as well, the Metro produced, I'm, I'm sure it's a great album, and I heard a lot about it as well, so I know it is, I just didn't check it out myself. That's no problem. Yeah. Alright, next on the list, ready? Yeah, 100%. Alright, so the, the number two album, and, and this is a tape, so I'm, I'm just... Number two piece of work of 2020 was the Dark Lane demo tape. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, my desires. Have y'all heard it? Absolutely. <laughs> don't, don't get me started, okay? There, there's a lot of hits on this album. There is. Let me let me pull up. Okay, so I got a Deep Pockets here, Emotional Ooh. Hitter. Wow, let's, that one's a hitter. Puts you right in your feels, okay? <laughs> the, the beat goes crazy. Absolutely I'm rolling. Um... Chicago freestyle, he, he stole Eminem's flow type deal. Absolutely shit on yes. it. Yes, he, he did it. Murdered you know it. very well. Yes, I, I won't Give say me on, on that. He spit during the hook. I was like, yeah. he's singing very smooth. But uh -huh. if you read this on paper, he's absolutely spitting right yeah, now. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Desires that no cap. My probably my favorite song in 2020. Let's go. That song is does something to me. I, I don't know why it hits so hard. I love that song. 
If you ever been deceived before that one, I'm that sorry. One. Thanks. What you got desires? Wow. And so um, put it on the stage. You know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what the song's about, type shit. Yeah, Drake's in his feels per usual. So. <laughs> Time flies is Time another hit. Yeah, oh, there's so many good songs oh, on the album. Yeah. There's so many good songs, like classic songs. I'm gonna be listening to these songs probably till 20 fucking 32. <laughs> Something like that. So yeah, that that. Man, that tape. Shout out to that tape. What did y'all think? It was fire, bro. Like you said, I I really fucked with Chicago Freestyle the first time I heard it because yeah. I like knew the words before he said them when he gets into the Eminem flow, but I didn't mm-hmm. know where I knew them from. And it was like really tripping me out for a second. And I was yeah. like, I could just sing that part of the song with him Type on it. a first listen, like not knowing how I knew the words it's just accessing some deep part of your memory and uh and then yeah uh found out I think it was Dallas that was the one that told me that it was from Eminem and he played the song and stuff I was like oh yeah I've definitely heard that song and that's what's from it was just Mm -hmm. super cool but um yeah (laughs) facts he was paying homage and he did it really well but there were there's just so many cool songs on there I like the parts where he had like his dad in the songs too yeah um it was just a great tapes like Every single song. Well, I there, there's probably something missing. Yeah, there, there's there's a couple, but I I have over ten songs from the the, the tape on my phone though. That's all I know. Yeah, over I just, 10 I, songs just on the playlist. I just pulled it up on Spotify to see how many I have on a playlist. So which one is a miss? It's Let's almost be honest here. Which one is a miss? Well yeah, yeah. Playboy okay. Cardi. Oh. Okay, I'm Drake, sorry. Drake killed the song. He did. He did. Drake killed he did. the song. Yeah. And let me be honest, Cardi's verse has grown on me. I know everyone hates on it. I That's know. fine. You can have fine. your own. It's, it's almost funny to me. It's it's almost funny to me. I can listen to it for real. So I think that song is hit, but um. When to say when? Not you too, but with Chris Brown, I haven't listened to that song oh, once. Oh, oh, I, I see. That's how I forgot. I forgot there was a Chris Brown see, feature. See what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I, think that, the, that, I think the last song, um, War, as well. I didn't really. He was, he oh, was kind that, of just like freestyling. I know he's kind of going hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was going. It was kind of, but like, I think personally for me, it just isn't like. It's a song that I will skip. Probably. Yeah, eighty percent yeah. of the time I'll skip it. Yeah, maybe if I'm playing the album, I'll, I'll listen to it. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's probably like we're talking about misses. So. Yeah, it, it's like UK homage. I do like that song though. Mm-hmm. I, I do, but I could see how people would be like, oh, maybe it's not my thing. They haven't mm-hmm. heard something like it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I, I'd say overall like a solid eight and a half, nine out of ten for me. Yeah, seriously, it was a really great tape. I think my personal favorite was definitely time. Time flies was mm-hmm. great, and I, I if you have not listened, I mean if you've never listened to the rap radar podcast with drake it's it's a long podcast about two and a half hours but drake the way drake speaks about how he makes music was very very inspiring i highly suggest everybody listen to it just the way he's come up in the game Mm -hmm. and he talks about how he feels like he's the he feels like it's an un like you'll never get a 13 14 song project from drake ever again because he has to do two things and he has to make sure like certain fans are satisfied like he wants he has to have those hitters like he has to have those songs that are just going in he has to help he has to also have those one dance types of songs because people you know what i mean the club songs mm-hmm. i feel like with this album though i liked it a lot because there's just a lot of hitters like he just went yeah, true, in true. he did and the true. one song that i felt like was for the club which was two c slide that song still slaps oh, i yeah. really like that song a lot I, I i know a lot of people think it's overplayed no, I, I, I think it's i think it's good i think it's good 
But it's not, I think it's better than his one dance. I think you know what I mean. Really, I I prefer one dance. I I, I personally I think with that type style, I prefer his older stuff. Yeah, there there wasn't something like that on the Dark Lanes tape for me. But, yeah. But that song is a hit, bro. No cap. No, I, I think one dance got more overplayed for me than Two Star did. Oh, for oh, being overplayed, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Which one is a better song? I think One Dance. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. I like like the sand. Uh, let's see, is it One Dance? No, that's nice for what I really like nice the samples nice. and yeah. how he chops it up, how the producer chops up the sample at the end. Yeah, he was going insane. <laughs> yes, it goes too hard. Whole different uh, song at the end. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Good. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about it? Or no? Everything good. Yeah. Yep. See, I'm looking at my list here on my phone. I got a lot of options. Okay. And I was going to say a different album, but I guess, see, okay, I'll just go with this one. I'm probably going to pick Harder Than My Demons by Big Sean. And... He's just robbing my guy Gino over here. Gino <laughs> wearing the Harder Than My Demons t-shirt right Damn. now. He is. Yeah. It's, it's, you know? it's, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> but uh yeah i am a big really big big sean fan and i know he dropped off the map for a really long time and i became a lot less of a fan but i still had faith that he could put out a good album because the song the album he made with metro was the one that really just mm, so double, double or nothing, double or yes, nothing and that album goes so hard so um yeah okay if you haven't heard it you would definitely yeah, fuck with I it, should check it out, metro yeah. He obviously always goes in, but and Big Sean can really spit. So I knew he was gonna put out something good, um, but I think he just started off the album really, really good. Just having Nipsey on the album, and it's a Grammy nom right there. Yeah, and that song, that song goes so hard. Like his his verse on that song is insane. Like where he talks about, um, like in high school he learned about chemistry and biology, but not how to cope with anxiety and all this stuff. Like mm-hmm. just real life stuff and. Both him and Nipsey are talking about some real life stuff, and yeah, it was, just, it was just a super cool album. Like the Chicago or the Detroit, uh, what's the name of the song? Freestyle? Yeah, Detroit Freestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, that song, like every oh, single Friday Night Cipher. Oh, is it called Friday Night Cipher? Yeah. See, I couldn't remember the name, but I just know it was literally every head from Detroit was on that song. <laughs> so it goes absolutely insane, and every beat on that on that song there's what like six of them or something that's a shout out that's a shout out to hit boy no we gotta credit him i think i think if i had to give a producer the 2020 it's hit boy me too me too i'm hearing him everywhere and every time like i'm i was only conscious that they were hit boy beats like so much later and now i'm just hearing songs that i used to like and now i'm hearing his tag i'm like see that makes sense yeah (laughs) i can't remember what song it was playing like i'm not trying to go on a tangent but like I just remember we were in the car and I don't remember where we were driving. Might have been to the Mud Caves when we went. Mm. Um, it was <laughs> he's. It was like the tag. It was a like, hit boy. You're like I knew it. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew. This man really ran 2020. But Eli, you have anything else to say about Detroit? Detroit too. Oh yeah, I just thought it was cool. Like you know, he even pulled Eminem out on the verse, and like there's not right. there's not many people that could get him to hop on a track like that. And uh, you know, he was just he was just really putting on and. Um, there's kind of like a backstory with I guess us three, me, you, and Dallas, because we went to, um, what was it? What was the festival even called? Street. It was Real called Street. Real Street. Yeah. And it was a music festival in LA pre-COVID, obviously, and uh, so Big Sean performed there, and he was like pushing and selling merch and like trying to market for his new album that he was 
seeming like was going to drop somewhat soon. Yes. And it was a completely different album from Heart of My Demons. Yes. All the merch that he was selling at the festival was like not even the same name and like yep. the whole uh, like pictures and everything were completely different. Mm-hmm. And that uh, festival was a while before like what year was it it was in 2019, 2019 yeah so it was okay. like i'd say a year and a half before you actually yeah or like a year i don't know when, when did this come out it was august 2019 September 4th. Street, so, it, so it came out 13 months after okay mm. and he also at that time released single again and we we're all kind of like was he about yes. to start on his singing stuff and then yeah there is some of the merch i remember from that that concert was smell the roses yeah and that is a, a concept that he does have in detroit too but besides that there's like it, there was just other stuff that like i don't even understand how i don't really understand what it means i might have to like look it up more but that was like the one thing that i remember like somewhat related to his new album but there was a bunch of other merch i was just like you really felt like he was about to start like singing and like kind of going into some like love stuff especially with single again so i don't know yeah it was, and, it was different. and then yeah like after he just like on his set was obviously talking like ev- trying to get everybody hyped for it. he's like yeah i'm coming soon all this yeah. and i know artists say that all the time and it doesn't actually mean shit but um you know it just re- it really seemed like he was gonna drop and then he just didn't put out anything like any message to anybody like he really dropped off the map for like a year and then i just saw him on an interview saying like suddenly he was hyped to make music again and then he dropped the project yep. <laughs> so like it's really good for him i know like i enjoyed that interview he's just talking about life and stuff but um you know, and just, like, refocusing on music and finding a love for music again. But, so that's cool for him. And I thought the album hit super hard. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything with this song, album? Yeah, well, I just want to say a couple things about Big Sean. He's just, um, I think that, well, first of all, we were talking about Hit Boy. If anyone doesn't know this, Hit Boy actually put out a verse this year with Big Sean and Fibio Foreign. And he goes hard. He can spit, too. It's just not even fair. How can you produce that that much and still space? Like, relax. And, yeah, just, just a shout-out to Big Sean. He's always been putting on for, I guess, um, I guess looking your demons in the face, you know? That's, that's why Harder Than My Demons is on there, I guess. But he's really been about that for a couple years. So, yeah. I think some, just to add... Um, onto that, I think something that I really love about Big Sean is um, how much he believes in like spiritual spirituality and just like kind of like um, finding that like deep message inside of you. Like, what what am I like? What am I feeling today? Like, how can I like really attack that? And like, you know what I mean? Like, just taking the waves of life, kind of like what we talked with Mac. I feel like Big Sean has always been somebody that has been very honest about that, and I feel like that's why it took him so long to drop because he. For some reason just continues he continued to feel like it wasn't the right time and i think he was just having to find out his own like inner peace and i feel like he dropped this and it was really good and it kind of just reminded me that he isn't an artist that's gonna like wait a long time like you know some people that dropped on christmas and it'll actually still hit <laughs> <laughs> so i just feel like this man bitch sean is definitely somebody who advocates for mental health anxiety depression and he is just somebody that somebody that goes through that can really look up to and I, I, I respect that on always so yeah definitely yes sir yes sir so for my album I gotta go with the slow rush by Tame Impala yes. okay it dropped I believe in January it was near the top of the year I know that for sure mm-hmm. um Tame Impala I had heard of their songs had a couple on my playlist for maybe a year and a half but 
this year I finally decided to go check out a whole album, and the first one was Slow Rush, and wow, it was life changing. Okay. Um, Tame and Paula shot up right to my number two artist this year. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think I've ever heard an artist and had them like instantly become top five, like in in so long, maybe since Frank Ocean. So <laughs> shout out to Tame and Paula. Um, his music is all is also genreless. Like you can call it alternative, but it's so much more. <laughs> I, definitely, I, definitely I I really res- respect his percussion. Um, his drums go insane. They really, really do. His melodies. I mean, he does everything by himself. Like I was talking to a friend the other day, and I was asking him if he listened to Tame Impala. He's like, Yeah, I love all of their songs. I was like, you mean all of his songs? He was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, like all of Kevin Parker's songs. It's one dude. And he, he could barely even believe it. And I barely can too. Yeah. He um, Some of my highlights of the album would probably include Is It True? Um, let, me, let me pull this up real quick. Give me a second. definitely posthumous forgiveness that song is about forgiving his dad after his dad died the first half before the beat switch is talking about maybe the rough patches he went through with his dad and then the beat switches and um i think so does the scale i think it goes from minor to major to be honest and he sounds a lot more happy and he's just realizing that you know his dad had his issues too but i think he's coming to his own acceptance with it and um he just like reflects on all the things he wished he could have tell, told his dad before he died. And it's just, it's a really cool track to listen to sonically. Um, it's not all too serious, but yeah, I thought that was the best song on it. But it's really hard to pick, isn't it, Gio? No, it, it definitely is. I definitely agree with Dallas. Um, Tame Impala was an artist this year that instantly I knew I needed to listen to them and listen to them, I, you know, I say that, but to him, and... Common mistake. Yes, exactly, and just kind of, I, I just felt like there is no way that this this man has dropped a bad project before this, because there's you can get to this level, like, I need to listen to more, and the slow rush definitely started that for me. I think one more year was, it was it was just the it was perfect COVID way. relatable, That's, wasn't it? It, it, was, like, it definitely it was. put a lot of our time. lives in, on hold, yeah. and for me personally, I was out of school for a long time, and it just felt like yeah i just wait one more year and it was so hopeful yeah it was so like it's okay like i don't care if i do the same things every week <laughs> it's gonna be all right no it, it i definitely agree with that and i i feel like um there's just after listening to currents i think um you know he created a just a feeling that if you if you've gone through a very rough breakup then you can totally like relate to that and i feel like that's what a lot of people can, you know, attach to that album, and or and then you, you know, it also brings very, very good um, tracks at the same time. But with the slow rush, I think it was definitely about just like the process of, you know, eventually, eventually getting there. Like one more year, like you said, is a perfect start to that borderline. He, he's talking about that. Um, I think um, which song is it? Is it true? I saw him perform that live for like the FIFA like opening like mm-hmm. he did mm-hmm. that live and I thought that was beautiful live, um, and then yeah I just I, I don't know it's it was a it was a really good album very good feel good for sure Eli yeah I mean I just 
I just respect the hell out of the guy because of the <laughs> fact of the fact that he does everything by himself. Yeah. Like he really plays every single one of the instruments and the drums. A lot of the times it's live, but I know he can also just produce like in MIDI, and uh, yeah, and he also sings over it and mixes and masters everything. Like I think I had. I mean, I'd heard of Tame Impala um, before, and you know, like. Just never really gave it a chance. Like, I just knew it was, like, a trippy type of music. Um, and it was, like, slower and yeah. not necessarily something that I was particularly interested in. But I found out that he had – or he um, – him and Travis Scott worked together on Astroworld. And I would listen to that song. And, um, like, just watching, like, the Travis Scott documentary as well um, and seeing Tame and Paula in that and, like, him playing the instruments and stuff, it kind of gave me – at least a little more interest to to give it a shot and try and check it out and I'm, I'm glad i did you know like really the production on every song is insane and like the just the type of music that he's making like he's really in his own lane and um like you know there's there's songs with just some of the most insane beats which is <laughs> like and things like that and just how he makes everything flow together even in the album is just insane so for sure um so yeah I, that does into mine Going into this year, I feel like um, there, if there was one artist that could save 2020 at the very end of it, it was Kid Cudi. And I think he did that perfectly to end the year on a somewhat positive note. Um, listening to Man on the Moon 1 and Man on the Moon 2, that like thousands of times, me personally, I think um, Kid Cudi has always been that artist that has been able to speak to me and be that older brother um, you know, just somebody that has already gone through some of the stuff that you've gone through and he's just like, you know, letting you know that it, I'm still going through this stuff and it's okay to feel certain ways. I feel like that's been a big thing with Kid Cudi and how, you know, the past two years for Cudi hasn't been the best. You know, he, it, you know, he followed a release of Speedy Bowl to Heaven, uh, which is arguably his worst album with Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying, which is a very, very solid piece of work, but we have not heard from him since Kid See Ghost, which was a, a definitely a revival of Cuddy and Kanye, in a way. So I feel like they both were able to kind of remind each other about the good things of life and kind of a lot of the values that Cuddy has always taught us as artists. And Man on the Moon 3, you can definitely hear the influences he's had since, you know, 2010, 2011, Cuddy just, you know, singing on some tracks like, with the production pretty solid, but you know not completely me memorable. And Man on the Moon Three, you you definitely hear the Travis influence. You definitely hear some of this new age hip hop. Cuddy, I mean, show out with pa Skepta and Pop Smoke. He holds mm -hmm. his own on that. I mean, I really want to talk about their verses and how much they brought to the track. But Cuddy, he definitely knew what he wanted with this project, and he. He, he saw it, he envisioned it, and he attacked it like no other. And that's why I respect so much about this project. I'm so glad Cuddy's back, happy, healthy. I love that interview with Zane Lowe on Apple Music. It seems like he's just in a really good place mentally. And it's really, it's just good to see after a lot of years of, you know, not really knowing how Cuddy's doing and, you know, hoping that this guy that has always told you that everything is going to be okay, hoping he's going to be okay. Because at the end of the day, he is also a human being. Um, but yeah, I think... The top three for me on this album, personally, um, has got to be The Void, um, Sad People, and Solo Dolo Part 3. I think those are very, very solid ones. I love the way he talks on Florida Kids. Like, you know, if 
you know, if you're ever feeling alone, just like know you're not. Like, you know, we, we all got you. Like, you know, you have so many people in your life that love you. And yeah, I, I, I just, yeah. The, the first seven first seven songs, I, I thought that'd be the, the vibe of the Scots. But the fact that Cuddy did that on his own projects, a lot of people maybe were thrown off at first. But I hope I hope you guys, you know, understand why Cuddy was inspired by this. Because it's really good music. So, yeah, that's that's all I got to say about that. Perfect preview for Travis Scott and Kid Cuddy's collab tape. Yes. Hopefully coming this year. Mm -hmm. Easily. Absolutely. I really hope that album comes this year. If it does, it's going to go absolutely <laughs> insane. Like, it just... That Man on the Moon three, like at least the first seven songs, like you said, really made you hype for that because you can you can hear like even in Travis's music as well, you can hear the Kid Cudi influence, and in now Man on the Moon three, you can hear that Kid Cudi was inspired or influenced yeah. by Travis Scott yeah. and working with Travis Scott, and it's just really cool to hear them blend because I know a lot of fans have been comparing them for a really long time, yeah. so it's cool to see them actually finally link up and make amazing music. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I heard that song with uh, Skepta and Pop Smoke, and yeah, it was really cool to hear like some some twenty twenty shit with Kid Cudi. It, it was almost weird to me. Yeah, uh, I didn't listen to the full album though, but it's really cool to hear his style with with newer people. Yeah, I like it. So I'm looking forward to listening to it. Yeah, it's it's no, it's it's cool when you see an artist. Um, I know I feel like there's you know a lot of new artists that you know maybe get a lot of heat or you know they aren't necessarily like viewed in like the hip hop conversation. But when you have an artist that, like Kid Cudi, who's working, you know, as much as Whole Lot of Red didn't like work, it's like you see how much Playboy Cardi was inspired by Kid Cudi. You see how much Travis. You see this in, you know, just so many like artists that we all consider are our favorite artists. And mm -hmm. now instead of like Cudi doing his own thing, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm gonna just hop on some stuff that like y'all would do. And mm -hmm. I think he absolutely killed it. I think, you know, a lot of people that. You know, have never listened to Cuddy before. This might be the perfect album to listen to because it's a lot of beats and production that you are probably already accustomed to listening to hip hop nowadays. Mm -hmm. And now you throw Kid Cuddy on there, and it's like, wow! Like this man has has not lost mm -hmm. a step since 2010 with Man on the Moon One. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, that's and while while it is familiar in sound for hip hop, at least for the low end, the bass and all the drums. He definitely brought his his classic exactly. Cudi style melodies, exactly. yes. all the trippy stuff. You know? Especially and, and on top of that, like the subject matter that he he very he stayed true to like the subject matter that he's always you know being brutally honest with the the listener and himself really about what he is going through. You know, he talks about I think the most honest song on this is um is Elsie's baby boy, which Elsie is like his mother's name, and he talks about like you know some of the stuff in his life. Uh, that's affected him the most about his father's death, about how he's always felt alone and in his own head, and how he's had to use, you know, drugs or alcohol or anything to kind of escape that. So I, I feel like just being brutally honest is, it, it like Dallas said earlier, it allows you to connect to the the um, artist that much more. So yeah, shout out to Kid Cudi. It was a, it was a great album. Yes, sir. Beautiful. Okay, so we already talked a lot about Circles, and let me just say, it's definitely number two. I don't know why I put the Dark Things tape ahead of that, but... Um, like Dallas said with Blonde, it's just not as applicable for me as Savage Mode 2. That's why I would put that as number one. Yeah, for sure. They, they both still really hit, but yeah, I just thought I'd explain that. And now, moving on from Circles, number four for 2020, High Off Life by Future. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. Man, Future, he, he just knows what music is. He can make a noise and make it into a whole song. He just knows what's really catchy. I, I love the stuff that he raps about. 
the, the production was 2020 as hell. There were so many different producers I'd never heard of going 10 out of 10 crazy. Uh, you you'd mm-hmm. love to hear different type stuff. Um, let's see. S- some of my favorites off the album were... Uh, let me look for it here. Um, I'd say one of my is my favorite song off High Off Life. The, the production is just crazy. It, it sounds real slow and there's a lot of bells and the 808s just smack. It's it's a different type of song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all... It's what you would expect of Future, but he just did it in a... a current time and it sounded a little different from the past mm-hmm. and I think he did a really good job <coughs> yeah there's I have one two three four five six seven eight nine nine songs on the playlist damn so uh, a lot of songs I still listen to today and, th- and they made it and that's basically mm-hmm. what I made my list based off uh, if I still listen to a lot of the songs today type deal right, right. and there's a large a large amount of them then it, it was probably a good album type deal so Okay. Yeah, not nine songs on the playlist for one little tape. I'd say it's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, All bad with Lil Uzi. That song went crazy. I'm sure y'all <laughs> heard it. They tried to make a whole tape afterwards as well. I mean, that's how big that song was. I love that song as well. Um, Riding Strikers. That's a pretty uh, popular song. I don't know if y'all y'all heard that, but yeah, it's like a. I love the opening. I love Trapped in the Sun. I felt like it yep. was a perfect a perfect opening to this album. Mm. Yeah. Solitaries with Travis, that was a really, really good song. Yeah. Uh Chili Air was good. Um I really like Tycoon. Tycoon? Tycoon. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know it's, if I it's it's more of a, a minor key, but it's it's cool. I haven't really heard like it sort of sounded like some I don't know, some catchy Drake shit. Okay. Almost. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Life is good as well. I mean, yeah, like yeah. if we're going to talk about Drake in the future, like they continue, I, you know, I don't, what do you guys think is your least favorite Drake in future? Like, song I together? literally can't even think of a bad Drake in future. Can <laughs> y'all? I, I, I can't right yeah, now. Like, I, like a collab like that, I feel like it always, it always goes good. You know what I mean? You I'm see, saying. you see Drake, or I mean a future feature, Drake feature with one of theirs. That yeah. was probably the biggest song in 2020. Life is good. In, in my opinion, I don't know about, Y'all, but I think mm-hmm. it was definitely one of the one it of was, the biggest for, sure. yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I love that song. I'll, I'll still listen to it today, so that's how I know it's good. Yeah, the first time that I listened to that album was actually on vinyl because I was telling Kate earlier before we started this podcast so that. Uh, this is back when I used to work at Walmart, and uh, every once in a while, I would just check the vinyl section of Walmart, and you know, a- almost all the time, they have absolutely nothing. But every <laughs> once in a while, if you happen to work there and be there every day, yes. whenever they get the new shit in, um, they'll have like Good Kid, Mad City, just for no reason, or <laughs> Rodeo, yeah, like they had Rodeo by Travis there, and oh, they're always super cheap because it's Walmart. So I was just walking by, and I saw it was a future album and i was like yeah like why not i'm gonna cop it and the vinyl itself was super cool looking like it's a it's black and white marble yeah. colors so yeah. uh, i was like yeah definitely gonna cop this and yeah. first time i listened to it was on vinyl and it it actually hit really hard like i was not expecting to fuck with it at all or not at all i knew i'd fuck with it because it's future and like yeah. he can definitely put out some good music yeah. but um i wasn't expecting to fuck with it as much as i did and um yeah, I just remember like hearing every beat and just thinking that it was still hitting, <laughs> like, yeah, and on on vinyl, just like the way they would, uh, you know, go one after the other and everything. It, yeah. it was just cool. I, the, I definitely fucked with it. On the topic of future, I I saw today on my social media that he has cleared his Instagram feed, yeah. which in the past obviously indicates that. I mean, future has been very relevant. When he he clears it, he was probably gonna release <laughs> yeah, it very fast. Unfortunately, I want the same for Frank as I talked about, but. 
if Future does drop, I you know by the end of you know January, February, if he drops within the next couple months, what do you want from that project, Kane? Well, let me just say that, that makes High Off Life even better because that was kind of a smaller tape type deal, and mm-hmm. that's probably just some throwaway songs. So, I want the same off High Off Life, nothing but hitters, uh-huh. but maybe something, maybe something I haven't heard before, something I wouldn't expect, but you know, still gives me the same amount of dopamine, and that's really hard to do. You'd have to, you know create a whole new sound but I think he can do it I mean um, lately he's I'm not even kidding he'll make a hook out of a sound or a verse out of a sound and keep running with it type deal like I, I love wow. the type of music he makes um, I, I'd like to hear some new sounds yeah I don't know man Right. Yeah, I, I saw that and I, I definitely I instantly thought of you. I was like, I know Cade's like the yeah, I was biggest. Yeah, <laughs> I was gassed. He's the biggest future fan I know, so I do. I, I just wanted to get like what you would want to hear from that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he he's really good at just keeping up to date. So I, I feel like if he you know changes a few things, makes quality music, then everyone will continue to love it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <clears throat> I honestly forgot whose turn it is. Oh, it's Eli. mine. Yeah, it's gonna be like. Um, I was gonna say. Uh, Limbo by Mine, but I think Dal was going to talk about it, and I think it's kind of disrespectful that, or maybe it's low key disrespectful that we haven't talked about My Turn by Little Baby yet. Ooh, um, true. It's, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's his turn. Okay, it is. It my is. Because that, that album, for a lot of people, I would imagine is their top album of the year. You know, like um, that, yes. that album just went insane. Every single song Wait, on did there. Did that one win a Grammy? That one didn't even get nominated. Didn't either. even get nominated. That's why. Uh, well, he got he got a nomination, right? But it was for bigger picture. Yeah, they, the, but bigger the picture isn't even on there. Yeah, yeah. Bigger, yeah bigger no, picture was it, after it was after this, yeah. this album. So wow. yeah, wow. Arguably Good. the best hip hop album of this year, and it didn't get nominated. That's another reason. Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck your enemies. Um, but yeah, this album just went insane. All the features he had on it were super good. Um, pretty much every single song hit. Like Lil Baby can actually really spit and. That was something I didn't realize for a while. Like when I first heard Lil Baby, um, it was probably like on the collab tape with Gunna. And, uh, you know, like those songs were hitters and I was de- definitely listening to them. But um, I would say I put Lil Baby's and Gunna's rap ability on a similar level. And now I wouldn't. I would say Lil Baby can actually spit a lot more. Well,. I don't want to disrespect Gunna and say that he can spit a lot more because Gunna can really flow. But as far as like bars, I think Lil Baby can really give you, like like just on the bigger picture, like that song is <laughs> is an absolute hit. But um, I think he just continues to level up, and 2020 was really his year. Like he was on top of the music, and Travis Scott was on top of the fucking McDonald's and <laughs> advertising marketing. To marketing. Yes. I think a lot of people would say like. I was seeing a lot of pictures saying like Travis Scott was the only artist that won in 2020 type shit. But <laughs> I don't know, Lil Baby killed it in 2020. Like he's really Very much. like self-proclaimed on the top of the game, and and he's got some rights to to back that up for sure. Like if you look at his streaming numbers, they're absolutely insane. And <laughs> and something that I think um, separates Lil Baby from other trap artists is his honesty. You know, he he has songs like Emotionally Scarred. Yep. Um, he has. I, he has great tracks. You know? <laughs> he's not afraid to be honest either. He's not afraid to look his demons in the face and really call them out and really just inspire people to be tough yep. and to tap into his energy. That's why I like the baby a lot. I think he does that extremely well. Um, so yeah, emotionally scarred was probably one of my favorites off the album for sure. No, I think I think Lil Baby definitely did his thing. Um, like we said uh, before, I think Lil Baby, uh, in my opinion, had the best 
music year for a rapper. I feel like that that's why it was such a surprise for all of us when that man did not only got one nomination. I think the bigger picture was a great song, great message. It, it definitely deserved that nomination. But my turn not being nominated, and you have you know three other albums in that hip hop category that are arguably like you know not even close to as big you know not even arguably like there's not even close to as yeah big. you just look at the numbers literally yeah. no debate <laughs> you know, there's there's no debate that little little baby had the biggest 2020 for a hip hop mm-hmm. artist mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's unfortunate about that but at the same time it doesn't take away from how great of a piece of work it is so yeah i'm i definitely agree my turn by little baby was was a definitely a good album for sure for sure I just I just had a great album on the tip of my tongue and it's killing me now because I didn't even write it down but for time's sake we are going to go with baby on baby by the baby just mentioned him um let's see man the baby really took the game by storm when he first came up didn't he yeah. that was it was insane it was insane I was like I was fortunate to find out about him a little bit early in his career. Um, I bought twenty dollar tickets for the baby. I don't think he'll ever perform for twenty dollars either. Yeah. Eli also did it with me. He. Wait, you mean blame got, it on baby or baby on baby? Blame on baby. Yeah, I'm definitely talking about blame it on oh, baby. Oh no, no, my fault. My fault. Sure my fault. <laughs> but yeah, he, I mean, we saw him in a very small venue that he, he's likely to never perform at again, unless if he's you know old and washed up and that's what he wants to do <laughs> yeah but he, yeah he, he i mean his rolex in my camera like he was in that bitch with us he okay, really was okay. so i've been a baby fan for a while but baby on baby was a great project all of his projects hit like no doubt he's he's very great he's great to listen to to get you through your daily shit and you can really tap into his energy. Yes. Just, just like get out your fucking feelings. He's kind of like YG. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's not afraid to be honest. I need tracks that you know give you a little bit more substance from artists for me to really respect them. And he's not afraid to do that. Um, I really like the respect he paid to Kobe on I think it's Amazing Grace. One of one of the one of the two last tracks that's on there. He shouts out Kobe. He's really talking about you know having a championship mindset. Um, he proved his versatility on go. He loved to talk shit about it, about people that <laughs> said he couldn't switch the flow. He had to let him know. Um, had great features. Yeah, what'd you guys think? I think the thing that I love about the baby is he hears and listens to everything and it's like I feel like every time I listen to a new baby project, he talks about what everybody's been talking about. Not but he also gives you those tracks about what's going on in his life. I mean, th- let's not forget that he did drop Arguably, in my opinion, one of the best EPs of the year in My Brother's Keeper. Yes. I think that was in a, a very raw and real album slash EP. Yes. But um, the baby hears everything that people say about him, and I love how he kind of uses that in like in a benefit for his own music. And I love the way that he promotes his own stuff. He'll talk that he'll talk it all over his Instagram and social media. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I'm about to, you know what I mean? Like blame it on baby. Like I'm about to spit or I'm about <laughs> to do this, and then he'll do like those thriller videos where he's just like dancing to his music to hype yes. everybody up yes. and so everybody knows like oh crap like he is you know what i mean if people don't think he switches his flows like oh like i'm it's like the the song is about it's literally the song where he's like oh you don't think i switched my flow <laughs> yeah it's like he's just <laughs> he puts like emphasis on the things that people say that he can't do exactly that's mm-hmm. what i love about the baby i you know he's he's definitely he, he he took a hard like it was a hard end of the 2020 for him but yes. I really appreciate 
how he just like I talked about with Tame Impala, he used that hurt and pain and and just created something that like everybody can like hold on to in a way. On top of dropping a blame it on baby and the deluxe of this year, so I feel like the baby is another artist like Lil Baby that. 2020 was very good for them musically. I actually have a quote that follows perfectly with what you said about him, his very rough end to 2020, and about him being able to turn pain into music. Um, I forget which track this is on, unfortunately, but somewhere on this album he says, My demons come for me when the lights go off. It's hard, to me to, it's hard for me to get good sleep sometimes. I don't know what to do but let the mic go off. This music should be therapeutic. And when you read that on paper, you don't, you're not going to expect the baby. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if, if you guys have really just heard the baby singles and not really ever checked out his albums, I definitely recommend it. He's going to give you substance as well. Yeah, I'll say uh, Dallas definitely put me on to the baby. He hit me up while I was in college, uh, and he said, yo, there's this concert in L.A., this guy named the baby it's 20 bucks and it's gonna be while you're back for like summer break or spring mm-hmm. break or mm-hmm. something. summer it was summer it was for summer he's like yeah it's, it's once you're gonna be back for summer and i was like yeah it's a 20 dollar concert like i'm down <laughs> i think the only question i had was does he have any hits like is he actually good and you're like yeah he's, he's got a couple hits because i think had he released sugar at the time or no yeah, yeah, like he, had, he had Shug. Yeah. He had Shug and, yeah, and yeah, Babysitter. But, but Shug was not, it was nowhere near top it wasn't 10. Shug yeah, it was, no, no, it was not no, Shug yet. No, it was not Shug. No. And uh, he had like Babysitter and a yes, couple others. Babysitter, yeah. So I was like, yeah, down, bought the tickets. And then just in the time from when we bought the tickets to when the concert actually was, because the concert ended up getting delayed mm-hmm. and pushed back. And um, he was already way bigger by the time the, the concert. Exactly. Shug was a very, very popular song at that and point. Bob was, that was, yeah, Bob that came was out after. after. That, oh, was that was after. after. Oh, that was okay. after. But um, but yeah, at the concert, like Dallas said, it was a really small venue, and everybody was going crazy in the crowd. And the baby actually got on top of one of his security guard's shoulders and had a security guard walk out in the middle of the crowd, and he performed a song like on his security guard's shoulders in the middle of the crowd. It was ridiculous. Um, and I think ever since then, I was just a the baby fan because I I listened to like Suge and Blame It On Baby. Before the uh, concert, because I wanted to baby know the baby. word. Baby on Baby, mm-hmm. sorry. Um, because, or Babysitter, I mean, Babysitter was the one I wanted to say. The single. The single. Right, but that's on Baby on Baby. Oh, so yeah, you yeah. Got it, you got it. Yeah, and um, because I wanted to be able to like sing the words of the song to the concert, at least, or know the chorus and stuff like that. Um, and then after the concert, I think I was definitely a fan, just because the energy, <laughs> it was just something different. Like, I just kind of understood it more, I feel. Um, and, yeah, he is an artist that really is changing the rules on like when artists can drop and it still hits like he dropped a song or he dropped an album on like a tuesday morning or something um and like i don't think anybody else could do that and still pull the numbers that maybe drake but like you know like it's just kind of crazy like he's dropped like you said multiple albums in the uh year like i have both brothers keeper like long live g and uh Blame it on baby in my list, so um, I thought <laughs> I thought be killed it on both of those albums. He had a big year for sure. Definitely had a big year. And it's really unfortunate about his brother, but yeah, um, yeah it, he's just been through a lot with his dad and his brother. It's yeah. it's sad to see. Kate is also a big baby fan. I am. I love the baby. Yeah, but <laughs> I should I should have checked out uh, that that brother project more. I heard Blind. That shit is a hit, absolute hit. I don't yes, know if y'all heard yes, Blind. It is. I love yeah. that song. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm sure there's there's some more hitters that I need to explore, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, well, it looks like it's me. Um, I feel like you can't talk about 2020, me personally, without 
talking about Logit's final project, No Pressure. Okay. I feel like, um, you know, if you know me, you understand that I've been a Logit fan for a long time. Not, maybe not, you know, I necessarily my, you know, makes the best music compared to like Mac Miller or like some of these other artists, but I think Logic has undoubtedly been like that guy from the beginning for me. And for a while, I'd say the past couple of years, maybe he hasn't hit as much as he has in previous years, like Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Some of Young Sinatra 4 didn't really hit. Like really those Bobby Tarantino um, like EPs were kind of the ones that were hitting and it felt like after everybody, after the success of 1-800, he was trying to just going through something. He was trying to, you know what I mean? I don't know if it was necessarily the divorce or he just felt overworked, but you can kind of, you could, I can personally tell as a Logic fan that no pressure was the real deal as soon as he like announced it. I felt like there was, there was no reach at money for under pressure. Like, oh, I need to make something that used to hit. I really felt like he had finally come to terms with some stuff in his life. And now that he was, um, he's a father now. And I feel like that really, you know, starting this new relationship and marriage with another girl, like I feel like, or another woman, I feel like really helped him and his growth. So no pressure, definitely a solid eight or nine out of 10 for me personally. Um, I felt like he just, he got back to being logic and, and he really yeah. just got back to doing what he does best. Um, you know, I, I feel like the no pressure intro um, with Talia talking at the very beginning, it was just it just put me right back into sophomore year of high school. I was like, oh my god, like this is just like the incredible true story vibes. Like finally back in that storyline, you felt you know he felt like he finally just got back to where he what he was. And um, then he gets to hit my line, which is like a top five song for me of twenty twenty. You know he's you know kind of pleading with God, like you know what am I like you know it, can you just help me out? Can you hit my line? Like can you tell me like what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right, and then. You get to Growing Pains 4. How can you not have a great Logic project without a Growing Pains song in it? Celebration, you know, even though the artist, artist Silas is in that, um, on that song, and we don't really talk about that artist, that's still a great song. And, you know, Soul Food 2, the way he flips the sample and he creates, you know, some, I think Soul Food 1 is definitely better, but Soul Food 2, you know, when you hear that, <laughs> that's when you hear that beginning, it just <laughs> instantly puts you into that under pressure nostalgia vibes. Man, I is is a g amazing logic song. Just a, it really reminded me of um, uh, Man of the Year on his Young Sinatra mixtapes, and he just talks about, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm happy with the man I is, and you know, I'm proud of the man I've become. Like it's, it's just not on some like depressing stuff, you know. Regardless of what you see, it's just like, I love myself and that's really all that matters. I don't really give a shit about what you say about me. So yeah, and then, you know, unfortunately, like, obediently, obediently yours was like, you know, the end of his career and I, I really wish he could, um, I hope he drops music still, but I think that was definitely a great send-off. It was, you know, what Logic's always done on at the end of his projects, kind of just having somebody, I don't really know the exact person, but he's been on a few albums, just preaching some message, you know, just live in today live you know live without fear don't worry about money and all this materialistic stuff like just go out and do what you love because that's the whole purpose of life so yeah it was definitely finally a logic project and i think the world in my opinion needed that and i think bobby did his thing so yeah hell yeah yes sir uh, i mean yeah I, I know that logic has dropped this year i used to listen to it back in the day i, I loved his old work type deal if you, if you saying it it's kind of like you know giving you vibes of the older version of him yeah i'm definitely trying to peep it out bro 
Me and Kate actually went to the first logic. We went to the under pressure tour. We yep. met the boy. We dapped yep. him up. Yes, sir. I dapped <laughs> him up. <laughs> <laughs> we have a picture. Yeah, that, that was that was a real. That, that's what I'm saying. It's definitely those type of vibes. Yeah. So sure. you you know I'm a root for logic. If he's dropping good work, you know I'm trying to keep it out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, yeah, I. Uh... I'm not like the hugest Logic fan, but I definitely liked Under Pressure when it came out, and um, I thought it was super good. And so when I heard that he was coming out with uh, No Pressure, I was definitely hyped for it just to hear like the continuation of Under Pressure. And like Gino said, like as soon as I started listening to it, it puts you right back yeah. in Under Pressure. Like <laughs> it, it was really nostalgic listening to, and that was something that was really cool. Like especially since it was his very last album, and it was just like very reminiscent of his entire career or like at least the heights of his career and like like you said listening to soul food too like i just hit super hard like <laughs> i don't know just hearing how they flipped it and like the fact there's no id on the, on all the beats again yeah. and stuff so and you know I, I thought they they did a good job on that and like flipping some of the songs from original under pressure and, and things like that and yeah i thought it was a great send-off for for sure i couldn't say it any better it, he Ended his career on a high note. That's all that you can ask for. Yeah, yeah, sure, for sure. Let's see what's next. What's next? Um, okay, all right. Something maybe y'all don't know. Number Let's five, big mafia business, Shoreline Mafia. Okay, mm. I, I really fuck with Shoreline Mafia. I, uh, you know, I was sleep on West Coast music before, but now I'm put on. OGZ goes crazy. He's he's one of the best rappers of all time. That's not cap. He's never missed on a song. It's it's absolutely insane. Um, this album did come out after they split as a group, so you know, little, little tragic, you know, little, little friction there in some of the songs type deal. But I mean, there's there's still a song from every member that I enjoy on that uh, on the album. So you know, it's a pretty finished album in my eyes type deal. But yeah, we probably won't get something like this again because they they split up as a group. And let's see, some of the hitters. You know why they split up? Just, just probably creative beef or whatever. Yeah, I, I yeah. heard Phoenix and OGZ don't talk anymore type deal. I'm mm. not sure why, mm. but yeah, yeah. none of them even talk anymore. Rob Vicious oh, doesn't wow. talk to OGZ. Yes, I know like YBN that. split up too. They said it was all love and just creative um, differences. But anyway, yeah, continue. Type, type deal. It was just something like that. Probably nothing that serious. I mean, uh, stuff happened behind the scenes with Shoreline as well. Like um, Mac P died and. Um, someone else died. I, I can't remember, but yeah, they had some some deaths behind the scenes type deal. So, yeah, probably didn't, didn't make it as easy to um, get along. But some of the hits on the album were uh, "Big Timer," "Aw Shit" is is a big hitter, and Rob Vicious uh, produced that one. I'm pretty sure. So it's pretty crazy to know that he can rap and produce as well. Pretty crazy. Um, "Ho Shit" that's that's Phoenix Flexin. Uh, that song is a hit. That's a solo Phoenix song. He he did his thing on that song for sure. Uh, th this is all just like West Coast music. Uh, there was a Kodak feature. That song goes pretty hard, too, uh, on the low. Mm. Uh, brand new. I think a solo OGZ hitter goes absolutely dumb and, and fully loaded. Okay. So, yeah, there's multiple songs on that album, probably uh, eight or nine, that I added to the playlist. And it's just great West Coast music. So if you fuck with West Coast music, I suggest you check it out. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. definitely um, quite a few people in my fraternity that, like, uh, that, that really like Shoreline Mafia. Yeah. I think... When I first joined my fraternity, that was like 
a huge concert that like I'd say like 10 or 15 of my brothers went to and mm-hmm. they said it was like it was just going crazy yeah. so I could definitely imagine like it's it's good music yeah. I, I'll definitely definitely have to give it a listen yeah they're, they're parties like West Coast music yeah. yes as soon as this quarantine and all of uh, exactly. everything that's going on right now I will be excited to bump them and yeah. be hearing them inside house yeah, parties sure, left yeah. and right yeah, yeah exactly yeah. I, I didn't listen to the album, but I've definitely heard some Shoreline Mafia, and they can make some real nice, like, party songs, I'm of saying, course. Yeah. Like, West Coast Beats just hit something different, so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> West Coast is the best coast. <laughs> that, that's a fact. You gotta put like, one uh, West Coast album on. Yes. Come on. We, we all from Thank the you, Cade. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right, I'll probably talk about... There's there's a couple. There is just so many Some good, so, so many so many great right. albums, yes. so many great albums. But I'm probably gonna say, um, I'm gonna say everything by Coda. Oh. I had that down. Yeah. Yeah. Great, <laughs> great, great album. Yeah. So <laughs> that album honestly just came out at like a perfect time for me. You know, like I think every single song on that album um was just like happy vibes like it, it was just good summer vibes and even though this summer was like different than every other summer it still put me back in the same type of mindset and um you know like a lot of the beats just like they this man coda is from new york but he loves the beach okay so <laughs> so i just remember chilling at the beach and uh and just really fucking with all the music and yeah. it's just that type of vibe and i think every song is a hit coda can really spit as well and um and and really talks on some life shit too like even the interlude where he's talking about his kid and um you know the the whole meaning behind the album um and he has like even a couple i guess you could like consider him short interviews he just like asks somebody um like what means everything to them and it's just different people's perspectives on like you know some of the most important things in your life and just kind of makes you think so i feel like um when I heard some of those snippets in those interviews, it reminded me of the last track on Blonde. I felt like yes. that was Frank's mm-hmm. purpose, was to kind of like get you to think. He just walked you through all these mind-opening things through Blonde, and then how he ends it is he's trying to, he's like interviewing someone else, I think it's his, his little brother, yeah. about experiences. And to me, one time when I listened to that album, one takeaway was that, you know, um, a lot of life is just, learning about other people's experiences you know you have a lot of people that go around similar things to you but um can have different perspectives so i i don't know if he got the inspiration from frank but i saw a similarity there and um i get what he was trying to do you know just i don't know say it in your own way i definitely agree i think i talked about code of the friend on um on the last podcast i think everything was a great album in 2020 another artist i'm very excited about uh moving forward with his new release um lyrics to go volume 2 january 18th that's gonna be a really good project yes i'm very excited for that as well uh, honestly the way i heard about this album you know shout out to those parody twitter accounts shrek knows shrek knows rap dj pickle juice i know a lot of people hate on those like mean no, no, twitter accounts but they love hip-hop they always you know what i mean they maybe they, they shove it in people's faces but it's like you get to actually, you're like, oh crap, there was like a new project that did drop this Friday. Like, why don't I listen to it? Also, New Branches, that that, yes. that page is amazing. So yeah, everything is great. I think that his first song I heard on here was BQE with uh, Joey Badass. He absolutely destroys yes. his verse. 
And then I was like, okay, I, I need to listen to this whole thing. And the one thing that I love about this album, I don't know if it was Dallas or Eli who said this in the funniest way possible after our first listen, but he's like, this man is just spewing positivity. <laughs> you are having a bad day. And, and I said this on the last one. If you're having a bad day, you need somebody to just like, remind you it's okay and like nobody it's like nobody can tell you that you're not having a bad day you're just one of those moods if you put on coda that man will remind you that you are blessed to be alive and that is i think the i think that's the biggest blessing to understand as a human being is like at the end of the day you know there's a lot of people that you know that lose you know you, you hear about the baby you hear about all these big name artists that lose people and like everybody else on you know that's going through life loses people as well and it's just it's just good to you know, hear that from another artist, just like, you know, you're, you're special the way you are. And, you know, regardless of what you're going through, like, just keep fighting. So, yeah, I love Coda the Friend. He, he definitely spews a lot of positivity. You got to respect that. For sure. Yes, sir. I, I finally remembered what album I was trying to do last turn. I'm very happy about okay, it. Okay. This one comes from The Goat. Polo G. The name of the album is The Goat. All right, I don't actually think Polo G is the greatest of all time, but wow, he, he's had a big 2020 as well. Yeah. yeah. He's taking the game by storm. He could really rap. He has an interesting perspective. He's lost friends. He has a lot of pain. Polo G, he's real, man. He really is. And he rapped on a lot of different styles of beats. He, um,. Man, he can storytell like crazy. He admitted stuff that is hard for someone that is trying to make gangster rap to admit. You know, he admitted being molested by his aunt on the tape in the same song that he's spitting real bars, you know? So it's just like, we're redefining masculinity and stuff like that. I mean, you shouldn't, that's not something that should ever um, make you question someone's masculinity, but for sure, artists that spit hard tough shit are starting to um open up about their feelings yeah. and just we can we can say that mental um health is a thing now and i i like polo g for that too and he's he's definitely definitely motivated me to work hard and to um just keep my head down and yeah, he Flex with Juice World. Juice oh World came gosh. in just Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That song is different. different, man. No um the opener on this one is Don't Believe the Hype. It reminded me a lot of the intro on Roddy Rich's album oh, on twenty nineteen. Yes. Just like nice piano for the intro, something real beautiful. And then when it hits, it just like takes you on a roller coaster ride. <laughs> it's just like, nah, yes. fuck all that yeah. sweet shit. <laughs> and yeah, I mean there is Every every track is a hitter in my opinion, besides maybe Chinatown. And yeah. Wishing for a hero, the Tupac um tribute. I saw him before he dropped this album saying that Tupac was a big inspiration for him. And yeah, he flipped the um what is it? Changes, the changes beat. So yeah. Yeah, what do you guys think? I thought working at Walmart this past summer, I think I think this was like the perfect album to I was a personal shopper so I think this was the perfect album to put in the head put on um you know I had I had those 5 a.m shifts they were horrendous but <laughs> you just needed that you just needed somebody to just tell you to like keep going like Dallas said like motivating you to keep pushing through and I I, I really like this album a lot I, I'd say I probably listened to it close to 10 times um I, I don't I don't really know a lot of tracks like by heart but I I 
definitely feel like Polo G is on the map for me personally now. Um, like Dallas said, Flex, but with Juice Will, that's probably my favorite song on here personally. I liked Martin and Gina and like the way he kind of is talking about. Um, I'm pretty sure it wasn't it like he's talking about it like a a good relationship, but like kind of like in a gangster way and like yeah. it was it was just like an interesting like perspective that he put on like this perfect like fairy tale love of like you know Martin and Gina. Um, I thought the intro, like Dallas said, "Don't believe the hype." Was it just takes you on a roller coaster? You know, you know, you're in for a tree with this one. And then the "Be Something" with little baby was just oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah, oh my oh, god. Right. So yeah, it's um, Polo G oh. did his thing. Polo G did his thing. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, "Be Something" is definitely one of the better songs of the album. Both Polo G and little baby go crazy on their verses, and it's just like. Some motivation for real. If like, you like struggle rap, if you like people that talk about how they they dealt with the struggle, like that's that's it right there. That's listen ex- to that track. Exactly. That's that's the epitome of that song. And I also really liked I know, because he's just being like, he's just telling a story and just being real honest about he, a friend that he lost and like just dealing with that and how he feels. That's what the song was. Yeah. I was looking for. I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like he has a line in there, you know, where he's saying like that. It I don't know exactly how he words it, but he's just saying that's really shitty that he can't just like pull up to his crib anymore and, yeah, and oh kick it with him. Yeah, oh my gosh, I love that. Is that I know? I thought it was I know. I think yeah. that's um. Why can't I pull it to you? Damn, it's I know. I'm yeah, all right, all right, I won't question you. Yeah, <laughs> back it up. So. <laughs> I'm pretty, uh, sure, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure. I'm like 99. I, I was the one that I was he, sings, he sings I know on a on, on a hook when he's like, yeah, I know. You'd be posted up from Sunday to Saturday night. You guys remember that one? Uh-huh. Heartless? No, Heartless. yeah, yeah. Heartless. Is that yeah, all the same projects? Yeah, I don't think it is, but uh, that's my fault. That's uh, my fault. But yeah, he, uh, he definitely kills that song too. And uh, yeah, it's just like really honest like on that song like Dallas was saying, but... He can really spit and he can really storytell and I think he's gonna go nothing but up for for real. Twenty twenty one got to be fat for Big Polo G. I, I think so as well. All right, um, my next project uh, dropped in the summertime this year. It's gonna go. I'm gonna have to talk about Limbo by Amine. I um, I was definitely excited to listen to this project um, with the boys and just kind of like see what their thoughts were because. I felt like I listened to it before them, and I was like, dang, like, this man definitely leveled up, and I really want to see, like, what their thoughts on it are, mm-hmm. and um, I really thought he, this man started it with um, a bang with Woodlawn. That song is one of my favorites, and then he transitions into this skit about how much Kobe Bryant meant to him, and then, boom, he goes into Roots, and I felt like that was, like, I was just like, what the heck? Like, what type of vibe is he going for? But, you know, they're... I, I feel like, um, you know, th- throughout the whole project, the, w- the reason I really like it a lot is he didn't really stick to any any sort of, like, sound. It was, like I said, like, that, those first three uh, tracks really tells you, like, no, like, I'm going to, I'm kind of just going to flow and just ride this wave of Wimbo and just, like, I'm going to do whatever I kind of want to do, and I really respected that. I thought compensating was interesting, and it was, like, a different concept at first. I didn't really like it, but... I, it's definitely grown on me. I, I can see why he maybe wanted that to be the single because he's pushing the boundaries of like who he is personally as an artist. And then I think um, the the song that goes the hardest is 
probably pressure in my palms that I remember the first time I heard that. Oh, I, shit. <laughs> yeah. I did not, I, I didn't, I didn't know Vince with Staples was on the song and like that man absolutely destroyed his verse as well. And then, and then he goes after pressure in my palms, which is arguably the hardest, he goes right into Riri and then easy with summer Walker. And those are some songs that like, I don't know. It's just, he's on his same stuff. And it, it, I just really liked the over, like just, the way he balanced this album with a lot of hitters, like, and then it was also balanced with his voice. I feel like he has a very, very good voice. So, yeah, yeah. I, I really like Limbo. Shout out to Amine. I think his next project will put him that much farther in the game. But, yeah, yeah I, I agree. And I was going to talk about Limbo earlier, <laughs> but um, that that album was really good. And the Deluxe, I thought, was really good. I think my favorite song, I don't know, it's hard. Pressure's probably like one of the hardest like you said but yeah. i think roots was one of my favorite i think the jid verse in there is really oh good um and well i don't know woodland park woodland is, is really good too so i don't know there, there really is a lot of good songs and even on the deluxe there's a lot of good songs and um you know i just think he has like his his own sound like really has developed yes. his own sound and um you know like all of his beats were really interesting and different and you know he just tried a lot of different stuff and um I think it worked. Like he, he really uh, established himself on this album for me, at least. Um, and I'm now excited to to see what he comes out with. And um, I don't think I would have like if you a year ago, I don't think I would have listened to his album start to finish, uh, or like been excited for an Amina drop. But I don't know. Like I just thought it was really cool, like especially with the like um, little skit where he was talking about what Kobe meant for him. Like I could really relate to that and stuff like that. But um, yeah, yeah, just every every pretty much every song was really hard, <laughs> and I thought he did his thing for sure. Kate, are you an Amina fan? Uh, okay, I heard about the album type deal, and he's from Portland. I also am, so I'm fake for not. But no, I I don't know much about him. Um, he has some hitters. I can't remember the name of his Caroline. Biggest. Caroline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has he has some pretty big songs, but no, I haven't checked it out. Okay. All right. Shout out to Amina. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I Eli and I took a trip out to Oregon to go see Cade this year. Yes, sir. And this album dropped after that trip, but I could kind of imagine him being from Portland, Oregon, and he mentions it in a couple songs. It definitely put me right back on the road trip. We drove out there and it had a lot of like just road trip, ha happy summer vibes. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, and at the same time, it was just real rap. It was unique. Yeah, nice for sure. All right, so that's that's um that wraps it up at four albums each. Before we get into the final and fifth album, because we you know it's it's been a great conversation. Yeah. I appreciate it. I think one more album will do. I'm gonna have a quick little interlude. I have a question for everybody. Okay. I kind of you know referenced it earlier, but I want to get your guys's take. On whole lot of red i feel like oh, man. i feel like this the reason we have to talk about whole lot of red <laughs> with the 2020 uh, music podcast um you know two years of hype and built built you know what i mean this this thing that cardi built you know what i mean from for two years it's, it's the hype was ridiculous but you know fans are speculating half and half i i I, I want to hear what you guys have to say. So yeah, go ahead and talk about your thoughts and opinions on a whole lot of red. Okay, let me let me just say, Cardi has some hits. Okay, he has he has his own style. He's he's an artist. He's Cardi. Okay, and there was there was some versions of of whole lot of red that got completely leaked. Um, like there was uh, this 
an album on YouTube called Opium. And it smacked so hard. I didn't it, know that. It was a proper album. Yeah, it had some, you know, Wiz Khalifa features, whatever. It had a, a lot of really good songs on there. They got leaked. He can't profit off, off that. Mm. So I also heard he made 15 versions of Whole Lot of Red. So he did. He did try. You can't. <laughs> you can't say he didn't it's, try. Okay, yeah, but holy yeah. shit, bro! Your album was so mid, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was so mid. I don't know where where he was going with that. Like he probably just tried to make it, you know, completely unique. But it didn't. It wasn't like good music to me at all. It, it did sound very Cardi, like uh, that vampire anthem song. It goes mm. kind of crazy. I, I see what he was doing with that. He, you know, he's real edgy. He wants to show the world that type of thing. <laughs> he wants to be edgy. Yeah, so yeah, type deal. He wants sure. to be really edgy. I see that. I see how people <laughs> could think it's cool, but like put it on a good type of beat. I don't know. <laughs> uh, a lot of the beats were just they, they didn't sound that great either they were something I've never really heard before and they were all like dark and old sounding I don't know I, I thought mm. that shit was mid 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 there was not a single <laughs> <laughs> no I'll tell you this right now I was telling y'all early, earlier in the podcast if it makes it to my playlist and I listen to it for a while it's probably a good album guess how many songs from whole lot of <laughs> zero zero <laughs> songs on the playlist yeah Cardi I was disappointed and and guess what next time you drop around you tell me oh this and that is about to be gas cap i don't know about that i don't know if i'm about to check it out yeah that's that's my opinion i don't know if i trust his judgment anymore that's what i'm trying to say yeah yeah i'll, I'll kind of agree i mean i thought the song with kid cuddy was probably the only track that i actually enjoyed on the album yeah. and even that like if you look at cardi's portion of the song <laughs> It's not necessarily a very big contribution, but um, to me, the beat actually goes pretty hard. And when Cuddy comes on, he does his thing. Yeah. And, and he's humming throughout. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like, it can hit. Like, it's definitely just a super hype song. So, if you're just trying to get pumped up or, like, work out or something, I, I could definitely get behind listening to it. But outside of that, um, I'd... I'd I mean, I gotta be. I didn't even finish the full album. I could not, to be honest I'm with you. So there could be there could be some absolute hitters on the second half of the album. Yeah. I'll probably never know. But I'm just. <laughs> See, that's what I was kind of guessing. But um, it's it is unfortunate. Like there was. Okay, I'll say this as well. Like because he waited for two years to drop it, and there was so much hype behind the album. I don't think there's anybody that could have lived up to the amount of hype that was on that album. Travis did with Astroworld, bro. Like that's okay. what, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're going to make me wait 4 years, bro, go ahead and make some undeniable heat. That yeah. was I mean, come on, bro. See, that that's a fact. I mean, yeah. But by himself it's I feel you. And and even that being said, like it still I don't think anybody was expecting it to miss that hard. But I'm saying. Yeah, like I thought they're like I'm not necessarily the biggest Cardi fan, but I thought if I mean, I don't even know how many songs are on the album, but if there's 20 songs on the album, I thought he would give me between, like, probably around, like, five solid bangers that I would I'm hear, saying. like, at a party or something like that. That's kind of what I was expecting, and I already kind of have low expectations because I'm not the biggest Cardi fan. Yeah. But, yeah, to, to hear only one and then not even be able to finish the album, it was definitely very disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You couldn't finish the album. That's all I got to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I, I think... He, like Cade said, I, I think that um, he made so many versions of it. You know, maybe it had it had to do with these leaks. You know, I did hear, like, a lot of the times his, this music was being leaked. Mm -hmm. But I feel like 
this man really did just take a whole big L, like whole lot of L's. It's I'm not even trying to be like that. I, I I have respect for Cardi. I think he has paved his own lane. I feel like he has a lot of die hardcore Cardi fans. Yeah. Um, but I I think that on top of like this drama with Iggy, I oh, just man. feel like it's, it's just an unfortunate time. Like this, like could you imagine like you drop an album that's been you know hyped the way whole lot of red was yeah. and your baby mama who's already throwing you through the bus she's able to tweet and say like you know that was you know you had to skip christmas with my with our son and drop like i can't remember the term she used but she was just completely roasting his album and people were like you know agreeing with her i just felt yeah. like in that type of way it was just like yeah he got he just took he took it he took a pretty big L. yeah th- this this is what i'll wrap up to say it's very respectable that he tried 15 times a lot a lot of rappers would have probably just stopped making music for four years until it should stop getting leaked and then drop something after that but cardi you know he made 15 versions of it and let me tell you right now off the stuff i heard that was leaked he could have put a whole uh, probably nine out of ten album together with the leaks so I, I, that's all I'll have to say. He still mm-hmm. makes good music, but with this project and idea, I wasn't feeling. Right, right. I wasn't. Right. All right. Well, with that, I think we should get into our last albums that we're Let's talking about. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Last. I think that's you, G. It went to here, and then you asked me a question. No, I, but I oh, thought no, I thought about Limbo, and then I. Okay. And then I okay. Yeah, okay. So my last album is Pluto X Baby Pluto. Mm. And let me let me say off the rip, you know. I was a little disappointed, okay? At first, I was a little disappointed. I'm like, you know, it's, it's pretty mid. There's not there's not a whole lot of hitters. But some of them did grow on me. But, uh, you know, for the fact that it was a little disappointing at first is why I'm putting it at number six. And the fact that I'm putting a kind of mid-album at number six, you know, shows how I felt about 2020 music. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, let's see. The, the hitters were uh, Legacy, that's it. Y- y'all know that's it. That, that's that's <laughs> a really popular song right now. Absolute hit. If you don't, you should check it out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's Weezy out of here on production, and yeah, I, I have that song in my playlist. Yeah, it's fire. Yep, I just I, I love that song. And then uh, sleeping on the floor, produced by D Hill. He's one of the best producer all the time. Let me just say that right now. He's so nice. Uh, he produced Life Is Good, um, Desires by Drake, Sleeping on the Floor, oh, um, yeah. Plastic. That was produced by uh, London on the track. That's another hitter. Um, and off that. So, you know, five songs on, on the playlist. I'll, I'll take it type deal. And I, I really like uh, Uzi and Future Bo, so, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, I definitely listened to that album when it came out because I, that was like, I don't know, you hear an album with Lil Uzi and Future, like, you know there's going to be some hits on it. Yeah, there's exactly. no way that they go a whole album and exactly. they don't make hits. So, I listened to it and um, – I, I listened to it start to finish once, and then there were three, so I'm I have to listen to it again, uh, or three that made a playlist, yeah. and so I have to listen again and see if I'm sleeping on some other song yeah. that you had on your playlist. But um, I had drinking and smoking, that's it, and moment of clarity on my playlist because I just thought from a first time listen that those were the three beats that hit the hardest. Yeah, but sure. um, you know they can definitely make some bangers together, and I thought their voices complemented each other really well because. Uh-huh. Lil Uzi stays on a high octave and Future is usually on the low yeah, octave. Exactly. So I thought the dichotomy of that was, was really cool for sure. Yeah. They have a unique style together, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for my last album, let me just make sure I'm not missing anything <laughs> before I say this one. 
Um, yeah, I think we've talked about every other one on my list. So this is my last one on my list, and it is My Life 400 by YG. So we're going to get one more other West Coast album okay, on here. Let's show some I had that written down. Yeah. Um, I thought that album was really good. Like, YG just, he didn't disappoint. And um, I honestly was surprised by how much I liked it. Um, like, he really gave a lot of... Um, different sounding tracks like a lot of diversity on the album which i was impressed by like it wasn't just all like typical club bangers that you would think would come out of a yg project like um surgery is just like a really really good song with with ty dollar sign and the beat on that song is absolutely insane and um yeah like he's i mean it's got laugh now cry later on it as well and that is one of yg's greatest songs <laughs> like that 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 just hits so hard and you know He's got a little Wayne feature on it, and um, yeah, there's there's really not a lot of misses on that album, in my opinion. So um, I thought he I thought he killed it, and I was definitely very impressed. If someone is ever if someone ever tells me that YG can't rap, I'm making them listen to the opener on this album okay. for sure. Okay, for sure. He has I think two choruses that really just sound like the hook. Um, he's really just rapping over it, but man, he goes off. No, so. I, yeah, I, I definitely wish that when I got to see YG, this album had been released because I feel like this album would have completely hit. I think uh, I became, I had gained more appreciation for YG after I saw him at Camp Vlog 2019. Um, and yeah, I, I really like this. I, I like the album a lot. I feel like that'd be like an honorable mention for me. I feel like I haven't listened to it enough times to really like talk about it, but it was definitely just YG doing YG things. So yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't go wrong with that. And if you ever just hear it at a party or you just turn it on, it's in like a playlist or something. It's it's good music. You know what I mean? It's just exactly. Not something I should bump more for sure. Yeah. Same here. I should bump more. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you have doubts. Oh yeah. Um, so for my last album, I want to give love to my boy, Annalie Chapa. Okay. Right. <laughs> so he actually, he dropped two, one tape, one album this year. His, um, his album, not even sure what it was called. We definitely Dark to Light, I'm pretty sure. No, not that one. That's oh, the tape. That's the tape. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, what was it? It was probably some typical Emily Chopper shit. Like, <laughs> let's see. It was Top Shotta. Yeah, that okay. makes sense. Yes, so the production on this thing was insane. Um, I I saw a whole complex post about it. You know, if they're posting about it, it's got to be kind of big, big time. Um, I had a friend of mine produce on it. He produced um, Shotta Flow Five, okay. produced by Javi. Check yes, him out. Sir. Check him yes, out. Yeah, the the beats were super hard. He can definitely rap. He showed some some versatility. It's all pretty hard for sure. But he also went through a big transformation this year, and he dropped a tape called From Dark to Light. And he's definitely on his his woke um, his woke vibes now for yes, sure, and yes. all about being positive. And I love to see it because, I mean, like that's just a big transformation. Yeah, yeah. That's a huge transformation. So. Um, a couple tracks that you might want to listen to if you want to hear um, Anneli Chapa be on some more inspirational shit inc include Moonlight with Big Sean, Bryson, um, Paradise, and Protect. Protect is actually a single that he just dropped. 
But yeah, dude is about more than just all that that turnip shit, and he could really spit. So shout out to Emily Chapa. Yeah, he's he's definitely been leveling up recently. Like when he made the switch in his like lifestyle changes, and you know, like I I thought it was really cool to see. Like like Dallas was saying, he's all about positivity now, and like sometimes you know you see him posting some wild shit, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like he'd be too crazy with it, but. Um, you know, I, I still think the overall message is, is positive and um, like he's transitioning more from just putting out songs um, like on his gang shit that just hit super hard and like those songs still definitely hit. But he's now able to give you like more variety on an album and uh, and really just like actually rap and, and you know, give you like. I don't know, like, more on his storytelling stuff, especially in, like, Protect. And not necessarily yeah. it's a storytelling, but he's really just talking about uh, life and stuff and just on a completely different vibe than you would expect if you heard any of, like, NLE Chapa's early stuff. Um, and I think it's just really cool to see, like, good for him. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely a, living a better lifestyle now, so it's, it's always good to see. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, the couple of songs I've heard from NLE Chapa from that project definitely slap, so I, I think I should definitely listen to the album for yeah, sure yeah, yeah, yeah for sure um so for my last project i'm gonna include this even though it's supposed to be for 2020 this album came out december 27th 2019 so okay. it missed the cut by four days and i have to talk about jack boys yes. yeah okay. yes. jack boys um you know like i feel like the first listen i did not like the first three tracks i didn't i hated um what's his what's his name i don't know no, 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 not had enough. I what? What's uh, his artist's name? Check West. Yeah, I, I hated Check oh, yeah. West's verse on, yeah, yeah. Um, on Gang Gang. Gang Gang, and then I didn't like. Let me see. The, I, this is first listen, by the way. This is I, I when we because we all listened to it. Um, I think it was at Eli's crib, and I oh yeah, so I didn't you know Heist in the room had already been out for a while, so I was like okay, like let's get into this, and then. Jack Boys was like, you know, just a little interlude, and then it went into Gang Gang, and I was just like, okay, well, these are like three songs that's like, I already listened to the first song, and then like the second song was like a mid, but then the last four songs, like, absolutely were, they were on repeat all of 2020, mm-hmm. so that's why I had to include that in 2020. Um, had enough? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, that, <laughs> this man, Don Tolliver, that was like one of the first songs I had really ever heard by him, and I was like, okay, like, I saw this man in Travis's, you know, doc. I know he's, like, in, you know, in the label, Cactus Jack, but, like, that song really slapped. Yes. Out West, I love the music video for Out West. That song went in. What to do? Another, tr- you know what I mean? Don yes. Tolliver absolutely, I mean, Don Tolliver, yeah, Don Tolliver absolutely murders that. You know, like that's just yeah. great, <laughs> just a great anthem. And then Gotti, Pop Smoke kills his verse. I think that was honestly also one of the first songs I'd heard with Pop Smoke. And I was, I think, so this this album really put me on the like two artists that I listen to now. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, through listens, I, I started to like Gang Gang. I think Check West actually does do his thing on that. Um, I think it was just different. I never really heard Check West on that. I think it was of, the where 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 yeah, yeah, line was, they kind of threw us just all like, off. Wait, what? Like okay. yeah, but yeah, no, Jack Boy is definitely a very solid project. So um, I'm looking forward to Travis Scott and the rest of uh, Cactus Jack releasing in 2021. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I for think sure. that probably Don Tolliver was the outside of Travis was the guy who did his thing the most. Yes. I think every song that Don Tolliver was on in that project, he really did his thing on every single track. 
And um, then he followed it. He dropped in 2022. Exactly. We and didn't that, touch on that, we didn't. He really killed that. that album is very fire. Um, he really established himself as a first studio album, too. That's kind of insane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like he can just really do a lot. He can give you a lot of variety. And then also the Posmog verse was really cool to see, especially just finding out more about it after the album dropped and finding out that Posmog really fucked with Travis. Yes, uh, and so video, that, I love that video. <laughs> he's like in the Lamborghini, he's like, I'm with the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that was just super cool to see. And you could just tell they were, they were both having a whole lot of fun on that yeah. track. And um, you can tell that Travis definitely fucked with Posmog. I think Travis fucks with anybody that is about <laughs> like just that turning the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. And you see like he did give him a tribute at his, uh, like when he was, the PS5 was released and Travis Scott had his own little like, you know, premiere for it. He had a whole entire section in there that was like um, an a tribute to Pop Smoke. Oh, so wow. yeah, you see, see you see how Travis is also inspired like by that. I exactly. Really <laughs> that. Yeah, and I, I thought the whole album as a whole was just really putting on for everybody on their label as it was supposed to, and it definitely made you excited to see that group of people work together again in the yep. future. You know, so definitely like a Dreamville type of you know vibe. I I really hope one day that there's like a TDE album. Can you imagine how oh my goodness. Kendrick, you got Schoolboy, you got Absol, you got SZA doing her thing, Isaiah Rashad. Rashad yeah. I know they did a tour back in 2018 together, but I really wish they could release a project like this. Kay, do you have any any final thoughts on Jack West? Um, I didn't listen to the Sheck West shit because I'm just not a Sheck West fan, honestly. Yeah. But um, the, the songs that were really popular on that, like uh, like you said, What to Do, um, uh-huh. Out West is an absolute hit, bro. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's definitely four or five songs on that album, and I just had no idea what either they grew on me. I think I listened to, to the whole thing uh, like when it came out, and I wasn't really fucking with it, but I, I think a few songs definitely grew on me, bro. And mm-hmm. yeah. Or 2020 hits, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Out West is a 2020 hit. You can't deny that. TikTok yeah. viral, right? Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, and what to do, and what to do. That's yeah, another and, 2020 oh, hit. Oh, Had yeah. Enough as well. Yeah, like those yeah. are three yeah. very, very relevant songs in 2020. Yeah, for so, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that'll wrap up... Uh, album portion of this of this uh, podcast i just wanted to ask if you guys had any honorable mentions that we won't dive into but just like giving a shout out to some artists yes. that you still had on your list right. or you know just anything that came to mind okay, yeah ahead. king bond i don't know yeah. if y'all listen to a lot of king bond i wasn't a fan before he died let me not be fake okay i can't show fake love but that man has some hitters bro he dropped yeah a lot of really good songs in 2020 uh back again on welcome to old block uh, I am what I am with Bobby. Yeah, two really good songs, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm I'm a fan of Vaughn now. Unfortunately, type shit. Yeah, um, for sure. But but yeah, I'll, I'll be listening to that probably for a while. So yeah, right, I, I like that. It. King Vaughn. Sweet. Um, bro, I gotta look. Dallas, go first. <laughs> All right, so I wanted to talk about Toby Lou's singles. He didn't drop. He dropped a bunch of singles. I got one more artist after this as well, but Toby Lou is a great artist. He's more R&B. Um, he's an advocate for mental health. He's also super ripped. He was on the cover of GQ for his bodybuilding, and I think he, he kind of goes to show that, like, people with depression or mental health issues, we're not weak people. You know, like, we still have the power to push through hard times. They just, like, things circulate in our heads more. That doesn't mean that we don't accomplish just as much, and he's... He's um, really cool for that. So, shout out to Toby Lou, who dropped a bunch of singles this year, and so did Guap Dad 4000. Guap Dad 4000 has a, a lot of personality. He's from Oakland. 
Um, his whole thing is that he's a scammer. Um, I don't know. He just he spits funny shit. He spits street shit. And I, I respect Guap Dad. He can be real, too. He has some stuff with Deontay Hitchcock, who we um, mentioned earlier. And he's very versatile. So those are my shout-outs. Uh, I'll probably say for an honorable mention, Jack Harlow's album. Okay, yeah. That's yeah. What I, was talking about. I, I thought that one, I thought he did his thing. Like, yeah. I didn't really know what to expect going into it. I was just hoping to see some variety. And, you know, I think he's kind of just paving his own lane and, um, and, and really give, I thought he gave a really cool perspective on the album for sure. Like, he, he actually had a lot of shit to talk about and it was pretty relatable and he can flow pretty nice and, like, he could actually spit for sure. He's so. one of the nicest out of the Midwest, you know. I feel like that's what gives him uh, an interesting yeah. perspective. He gives lines like "bluegrass girl" or yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Know? All right, I um I was definitely gonna mention Jack Harlow. I think another honorable mention I have is um three fifteen twenty by Childish Gambino. I think a lot of people didn't listen to this project. It was de- Childish Gambino gave like no promotion to it. It was definitely dr- it was leaked on his website. I don't think I think he did that, and then he took it down, and then he finally actually just released it on the streaming services. Um, it really reminds me. I really liked this point that Dallas made when he first listened to it. It was like you were watching a season of Black Mirror, and it was like every episode is different, yet they're all somewhat connected in a weird way. I really think that's a perfect way to describe three fifteen twenty. I thought. The Hustle Continues by Juicy J. That was a great body of work by Juicy J. This man came very, like, he, he came with it. Like, he really did. Diddy, and Diddy. I really like Is that it. song with ASAP on that album? Yeah, that's yeah, the song. That he has a song with ASAP. He has a song with Lil Baby. He has a couple with Logic. That the, that album was really, really good. Um, and then I got to give a shout-out to Yachty. Lil, Lil Boat 3 slapped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a fact. Song. That's a fact. The song with ASAP Rocky and Tyler, the creator, and the other person. I don't, uh, Tierra Wack. Yeah. She I, killed that shit. I feel she like, did, Yes, bro. that was, they each gave, like, remarkable verses on that. Yeah. And I, I think they all did their thing with the beat. I love the way that ASAP just tosses the microphone to Tyler, and then mm-hmm. Tyler goes in. It, it, it was a great song. So, yeah, I got to give a shout-out to those people. And, yeah, that's. I think. Two more that I have as well is uh, the Ty Dolla Sign album. Oh, yeah, featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, because it was really just tons and tons of features, so yes. I thought it was kind of a funny name. But all the features that he had were very good, yes. and they were definitely some great songs. And one other one, it was technically an EP, but it was a Joyner Lucas EP. Um, and it was actually pretty long. Like, it was full album length. He, he put out a statement when he released that album um, that I really enjoyed, actually. It was just, like... Um, a lot of the song, he basically said he was planning on it being an EP, but it ended up just keep making songs and it ended up being a full length, uh, album. But, um, he was just like going through a lot in life and reflecting a lot on life. And I thought he, like John Lucas is a great storytelling artist and can really spit as well. So I think he just, um, told his story very well and just about, um, his relationship with his dad, um, who wasn't really in his life and things like that. And, um, talking about like his relationship with his son as well. And just, he's got other songs like that he dropped early in his career, uh, where he talks about when he found out he was having a son, like he was, um, really disappointed and, and things like that. And, you know, didn't, wasn't, didn't think he was ready to have a son, wasn't ready to have a son, wish he wasn't having a son. And then as soon as it was born, like, completely switched out and was like you're the greatest blessing that i've had and so it's cool to see him on the other side of that and continue to talk about just providing for his son and and where he came from and and stuff like that so i thought he did his thing on that 
All right, last last and final thing. In you know one word, yes or no, and in a couple sentences, was twenty twenty a good mu- year for music? Peter, go ahead. Um. No, no I, don't, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Yeah, I don't know. There, there was just a lot of times people dropped, and I just wasn't as hyped as I thought I was gonna be. I feel like a lot of people were like, "Well, I'm not gonna perform anyway. Let me, let me just shit out now real quick." I, I felt like that happened a lot. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's great perspective. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. I I said at the beginning of the podcast that it was a good year for music, and I want to say that it was, but. You had to be willing to seek out other artists, in my opinion. And yeah, right I think there, when I was right when I was looking at my Spotify Wrapped and stuff, like it said, I found like just a ridiculous amount of new artists. Um, and I think I found them because of the fact that the artists that I normally listen to decided not to drop because of <laughs> just all the the COVID stuff, and a lot of people pushed their albums back to twenty twenty one. So. Um, you know, but like Dallas was saying earlier as well, it, it gave a lot of the smaller artists the ability to shine. And I definitely became a fan of a lot of newer artists like Polo G and, um, and, you know, Coda and I, and, and people like that. So, um, I would say that it was a good year for music because of that. I'd say absolutely. Absolutely. The slow rest drop this year, that is one of the best pieces of music I've ever heard. Um, oh yeah, and circles dropped this year, and see, all these other things. So, music. We still had Drake. We still had the baby. Polo G. I had been watching for a little bit, and he went the fuck off. I say it was a great year for music. Yeah. I, I think I think um, there were three or four albums this year. Like I said, um, I would say Kid Cudi, uh, The Weeknd, Mac Miller, and Tame Impala. Those those four albums right there alone. Made 2020 a great they year. Made the, would they make the wall? Would you say? What do you mean? Would some of those um, vinyls make the wall? On, oh uh, yeah, I have yes, I have a vinyl wall in my house, and those are only for classic albums, only for albums that are very, yeah. very good, and mm-hmm. th- all four of them are on the wall. Besides Van Leeuwen three, but that's in the mail coming to me, so that'll mm-hmm. definitely be on the wall. But besides that, I really like what Eli said. I feel like you know, outside of those bigger albums, you had to be willing to, you know, seek other artists, in my personal opinion, and, like, listen to them. But once you were open to it, you realized there were actually, like, a, a decent amount of pretty good projects for these, you know, up-and-coming artists. So I, I think it was – I wouldn't want to say yes or no. I, I'd say it was just you know, a very, very solid year for music. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, sure. I, I just – I really appreciate y'all. I really appreciate y'all coming on this yes, podcast. Sir. If you have any closing remarks, if you want to give your – Social shout out or anything like you know here's here's the time. Hey, it's Big Kato A on SoundCloud. Go ahead and follow that. I'm trying to make it out here. No cap. There you go. Man is crazy with the production. No problem. Don't guys can't. Crazy. Yes, bro. Definitely peep the beats. Uh, I would like to thank Gino for having us. You know, on your, on your fantastic podcast. You know, shout out to you for making it happen and creating it. And we're all happy to be here. Thanks. Yeah. Hey. Amen. You know, it's Dallas signing out, a.k.a. DJ Let's Play. Follow me. You need beats. You need someone to DJ your parties. Let me know. Yes, sir. Oh. He's nice. He's nice. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Gino. Thank you. I, I appreciate y'all. Like, you know, these are the homies. These are the big ones. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I I just I love the people that we're, we're going into, especially mm-hmm. after a really hard 2020. I feel like we all did a lot of 
building and growing as a human being. And, yeah. you know, look at us. We're about to be 21. We're about yes, to sir. be able to hit the clubs. Hopefully, yes. at the end of this year, we're about to just, you know. Big we're really, things coming for us. Big, we're big things coming for us. And yes. We're, yes, we're definitely focused. I think this this group right here is definitely um, going to be going to be doing big things in the future. So The biggest I, things. Yes, <laughs> yes sir. Okay. So, yeah, this, this has been Gino Spiro. This is episode three of the Gino Spiro podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much.